Blog Talk Radio. Captivity. 
Cornerstone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I want to thank you for your time again tonight, especially those of you that's been tuning in since 2011. I don't say it every show these days, but I really appreciate you. Really, really appreciate you, and I thank you for your time. So how is the human family doing tonight? Hopefully everybody is uh, doing very well physically, spiritually, emotionally, socially, especially socially. Well, listen, folks, some of you just call the number, uh, as many of you do every single week, and you have no clue what's going on. You just call the number. You didn't get the show description because some of you got a hold of this number a long time ago. So let me do something we've been doing for a while. I want to read the show's description, so let me pull that up really quickly. Let's see here. Okay. I cannot thank y'all enough though, for your time. Y'all are very busy people. Okay, here we go. The title of tonight's show is COVID-19, the welcome to the New World Order. Again, the topic of tonight's show is COVID-19. Welcome to the New World Order. The New World Order, which has been put into place right under our noses, is now being introduced to the masses with the coronavirus being used as a catalyst. This has been the master plan for some time, and I'm saying that these who pull the strings, I'm saying that those who pull the strings are pleased with the current outcome. Let's talk about where it began, how it has come into place, and where is it going. Join us this week for a captivating discussion about the New World Order and End Times. We will be joined by our seasoned panelists to discuss this topic tonight. I sent it out to many of you, and that is what's going down tonight. We're going to break it down, break it down, break it down. Remember, the New World Order is nothing more than a group of evil men trying to duplicate under the guidance of Satan. They're trying to uh, war with the kingdom of Yah and his Christ, or Jesus. Who, who remember, the, remember the, the scripture says to the Father, said to the Son, sit here on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. So that is what's happening right now. The Father is not in competition with Satan. This world has been turned over to the rule of Christ. Now remember, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, according to Scripture. But the authority in the earth is not the Father's. It's man's. The Father has to work through man to do anything in the earth because he gave them. He gave them. He gave them that authority. He had it, but he gave it to man. That's why the world is in a situation it's in. Not because of the Father. It's because of man's decisions. But there was a man that came through a woman, the Messiah, who is right now listening to the Father's wisdom. As the scriptures say, sit here on my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool on the earth. And that's what's happening. The Bible says when everything is restored, Christ will become subdued himself under the Father. Right now, he's running things, and he's in charge, but he will become subdued under the Father after the enemy has been put down, and it's been said, 
by both of them that the enemy has put down. So that's a little deeper. I know I'm going to be so quick, but folks, we ain't going to run from deep tonight, so y'all got to put on your thinking caps. Remember, we're not trying to talk down at anybody. We're not trying to put anybody down. We don't have it like that. At least I don't have it like that. And remember, no matter what is said tonight, we love every single one of you. And there is nothing you can do about it. I mean that with every fiber of my being, folks. You see me? I've already got into the to the, to the topic. I already got into the topic. Brother Seth's always rushing. So let me just kind of back up and just say this. And I'll play a little thing song again as I say this, because i got to remind y'all to follow the show. Some of y'all don't know that. Follow the show. Follow the show, and you don't have to worry about what's going on with the coronavirus, because we're going to be talking about it. We have talked about it. This is like part five. We've talked like five shows straight about this. In, it, it, in every way you can think of, whether or not it's 5G, whether or not it's the Chinese, whether or not it's American doing it to themselves uh, uh, for uh, trying to established martial law, we've covered martial law, we've covered any and everything you can just about imagine on the show with regards to this coronavirus, and we've also did it with the scriptures showing you how it's prophetic, okay, so uh, I don't think you can get no, um, but always be open for the knowledge, because we don't know everything, the Father may use you to hear some some other uh, facts through someone else, so don't claim to know it all, here at the Father's Network, we're just trying to love on you and just share some things that we know for sure and also to be an encouragement because a lot of people are losing hope around right now a lot of people are really really scared and so this show this show is to encourage you this show is to inform you this show see, is to equip you and give you tools uh, to not be um, just um, what's the better word to, just to be victorious in, in, in every way we're related to this coronavirus and all the other topics we've covered. Speaking of the topics we've covered, we've done over 400 and I think almost 60, creeping up on 470 shows. Folks, I talk about everything under the sun. Remember on the logo, the Five was on the logo. We say we talk about things the Father is saying. But it's oftentimes it's, hard, it's difficult for many of you to accept. We talk about things that the Father is saying for sure that's not politically correct. We talk about the things the Father is saying for sure that a lot of you are just too embarrassed to talk about. We talk about racism. That's a no-no in the church. We talk about it here. We talk about the origin of white skin and, and how this whole race based upon color, since that's the biggest giant in America to socialism, is racism. How can we not talk about it? We talk about it on this network. We talk about... Uh, Africa, all types of issues uh, over the years I've talked about from Coney, uh, what created the Coney's of the world, uh, you know, they make him as a madman, and he is a madman, but what created it, people are trying to protect Africa, and they're doing, they're going to extreme measures to get the white man up out of that country, taking and picking, put, uh, raping, and, 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 and exploiting their wealth. And so they create these monsters, and then, of course, our news affiliates, uh, our news stations come on later and try to demonize these people. So we do a lot of things. I can't do it no justice. I probably should have named those two because it's, it's, it's hundreds of topics we deal with. Uh, we deal with this New World Order before many times. We talked about fusion centers. We talked about all types of, uh, uh, um, I can't think, Lord, I'm just going too fast. So anyway... The way you get those previous shows was where I was headed with this. You simply Google Five Smith Stone Blog Talk Radio. 
when you get our website, just simply scroll through all of those, I think you said something like 22 pages of shows. Just keep scrolling until you see something that, uh, that agrees with your spirit or something that, you know, pricks your spirit and be blessed, all right? Um, everything I try to do as the creator of this uh, network is try to do it with love. Folks, some people say it, and this is the truth saying, I don't know who said this originally, but people don't care what you know till they know that you care. My number one message is I care. I genuinely love people. I'm not trying to rush people to hell. I'm not trying to, I, I, I'm trying to, Tonight, let's just talk about tonight. Let's make it more personal. Tonight, what we want to do on the on this on this show is again provide some clarity. People can war because they have it in them to war once they know the truth. Once they know the truth. Now, I'm mainly talking about believers. Those that are, that are not believers that don't even believe in the Bible, don't even believe in in, in the Most High. Then. That's a whole other conversation, because for them, we, we have got to introduce the Most High to them. They have got to hear the gospel before they can even believe. So, of course, you're going to hear us talk, say God and Yah and Yeshua or Yahweh but it's not going to make sense to you just break down and read the scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Your life depends upon it, knowing who this Savior is and who the Father is. So... A lot of it's not going to make sense to you because you don't even believe in the Bible. So our shows are kind of slanted towards believers, but we try to, uh, and, I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm coming to your moderator and panelists, uh, but our shows really, really, really is uh, really designed more for those who believe because we talk about things like the book of Revelation. We have to remember there's people that don't even believe in the Scriptures. So if you listen tonight, you don't believe in the Scriptures, that you have a hard time with the Father, maybe you think the Father's doing this virus, which is totally cuckoo. But you may believe that, and I shouldn't say cuckoo. If you believe that, keep listening to the show. You're going to hear there's a true love for the Father. He loves us. He really does. The Father wants to destroy us. We've been gone a long time ago. It's man. This is all man, 100% man. This coronavirus and any other viruses, death, destruction, children dying, all of this is man, man's choices. Even if when children die in the womb, research it. Oftentimes it has something to do with man. It's always man. And then man don't stand against evil spirits that are on our earth. And sometimes it's evil spirits, but man have the authority to stop them, and they don't know. So a lot of things is just evil spirits. A lot of things is man doing things out of ignorance, deception, and lies. So just know that we have a loving Father. He says, I sent the Son, and the Son says, I come that you may have life in me. You may have it more, what, abundantly. One more time. I come that you may have life, the son said, and that you may have it more abundantly. So this show, come that you may have life more abundantly. Do we have it all together? Nope. But we have some truth, and the Bible says the truth will make you free. Having said that, wow, so much to say. There's so little time. I don't always get a chance to say these things, and so I have to remind everybody about these shows that we have done. Uh, because um, a lot of you don't know these shows are recorded, and I have to say it every single show. And that's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind at all. 
All right, folks. I remember the whining. Remember this tune. My man, could you kill that for a minute, sir? <laughs> okay, go right here. Um, the island song, folks. Did y'all hear oh, yeah, those yeah. words, <laughs> folks? Folks, let me tell you quick. Let me give you. Let me just. Let me just give you a synopsis of what he said. He's talking about this quote-unquote Christian nation, but you killed the Indians. You brought the black people over and made him less than a man. Um, he's he's taken to task the United States. That's who he's referring to primarily. Other states possibly, but back in oh late or middle nineties, I was living in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I remember the island people. They used to call the U.S. Babylon. I was like, why do they call it Babylon? They're not saying Babylon, folks. They're saying Babylon. They already knew. <laughs> they already millions knew. They already knew. I'm sorry. What did you say, Brother I Seth? I said millions of them know that. Millions of them say that. Exactly. In, in Jamaica. Exactly. Exactly. They would call it Babylon. Uh, <laughs> and, folks, it is Babylon. Um, and I'll show you that a little later. But I will tell you this. <laughs> this show right here, we've been saying this forever. The stuff that we've been saying, we've been hitting stuff spot on. We told you. We told you years ago. When would you finally come to terms with the fact that where you are is in a place of decision? <laughs> it's time, folks. It's time. We've been kicking this for a minute. And to be honest, I'm like... I- I'm I'm just gonna do my part and move on, but I'm not pleading for you to make this decision. It's on you now because we've been kicking this for a minute. The fact that this is Babylon, we've been saying that for a minute. The fact that the ten horns and the beast are the beast, the the ten, uh, the, the seven head and ten horns. This stuff is not foreign to y'all. If y'all been listening to the Five Smooth Stones Network, you should know about all of this. We've been telling you for a, a many a year at this point. And so now this is where we're at. This is one of the first phases of getting things cohesive in this order. And it started with the coronavirus. It, yes, it's a real virus. It's, yeah, it's man-made, but it's being utilized for a political end. If you don't see it, uh, I don't know what to tell you. So let's go ahead and get some of our squad on. 
And um, we can go ahead and get this well, thing popping. Let's do that, and let's first go to the line and get on Brother Elishua, uh Ellison. Uh, Brother Elishua, your line is now open. Welcome to the show, brother. <coughs> and uh, I know that you have sent me something. I'm going to try to uh, – I haven't got it yet, just so you know, but if I get it, we'll see if we can get it on. And you got a little noise in the background there. I can hear somebody. So but go right here, brother. Welcome to the show. Say hello to the people. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, um, oh, man. All right. Uh, uh, you know, listening to um, – I didn't get to hear the first song played, uh, but it, you know, I heard John there kind of elaborate on it, the content of it, so uh, I kind of know where they were going. And I was actually listening to you, Seth, and the things that you were saying and things that you were covering. And, you know, just listening to you, I, I had to stop. <laughs> there are a lot of people – that think things that are contrary to the scripture. And they don't do this with the motivation and intent to do so. There is a thing in the world, and the Bible speaks very, very fluently and about it in the New Testament, and it's the issue of thing called deception. And the bottom line is that if a person is deceived, they do not know that they're going in the wrong way. And John my friend here on the line, the uh, moderator, as you are known for saying, at least between the conversations that we have, and that is that truth is entreated peaceably. (laughs) And that is not John's words originally. That's the words of Scripture. Um, And so I would say that to everyone that's listening tonight, we're going to discuss some things. And we're going to say some things and address some issues that you may think controversial, And as Brother Seth said, our intent is not to condemn or to judge anyone. But as you turn over certain stones, you're going to find out that much of the things that you have believed to be so is not so. And as we said before, question everything. Research all things. And those are admonitions that the scriptures actually give. So with that said, I just hope, you know, again, that everybody has a listening ear. Uh, I hope everybody on, on the line is doing well tonight. And I hope that you're in good spirits because uh, greater is he that is, than, than, that is in you than he that is in the world. And that, hey, we're overcomers. Uh, this is nothing that we did not know that would not befall us if we have been students of the scriptures and have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to, to the church. So, hey, let's get on with it. Uh, uh, again, th- uh, thanks for this opportunity. So, Brother John, Brother Seth, back over to you. <laughs> Okay, that's Brother Ellis Shure. All right, is no no stranger to the show. We're going to go back to the phone lines and bring on the one and only, uh, let's see here, this is Pastor Alcee Chris. Pastor Alcee Chris is on the line of the Lake of your Temple. Go right here, brother. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Seth. Good evening, brother. What's good, Pastor Chris? Good evening. Good evening. All right. I'm sorry I missed last week, but uh, I kept calling the number and it kept saying having techno. Technical difficulties, please call back. That's okay. And never did let me in. Yeah, but you know, that, you I think that's, that, that's a new world order trying to keep the brother out, but that's okay. Is our sister going to be on the show tonight? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, I hope so. We'll see. Uh, you know, Sister Eliana got a lot going on, a lot of fires, irons in the fire, but we'll see. Um, I do want to. Um, I, I, there is, uh, I, I do see another familiar face I had wanted to reach out to, and that's, uh, well, 
let's just go with what we got right now, and uh, we may have another panelist. I'll see. I'll work. I'm working on something, y'all. So just go ahead and just share. Uh, Brother John, I'm going to turn it back over to your hand, but I don't know about Sister Eliana. She's probably going to come in a little later on. We'll see. Um, Brother John, it's in your hand. Again, folks, we're dealing with the COVID-19. Welcome to the New World Order. Uh, uh, this show, again, is going to be really one of those types of shows. You might want to have a notepad after. We're going to say some things. We're going to 100 miles an hour. And y'all going to be saying, what was that? So this is a one of those times you might want to grab a, a notepad. I'm very, very serious. We're going to go 100 miles an hour. And... Um, Brother, uh, brother, again, uh, I'm still waiting for you to send me that, and I'll try to get that on as well. But go ahead, Brother John. Actually, what I'd like to do is put this in the hands of Brother L, because to date um, he has, in my estimation, been the most passionate as it pertains to the study of the virus. Not to say that anyone hasn't uh, or done more so. I just kind of hit holler at L a bit more regular. So I know his movement as it pertains to this virus, and I know the study that he's done and the various conversations that we've had. Um, I want to spin off of what he says because, again, as I've already stated plainly, that this virus is nothing more than an introduction to the rest of the world to say, hey, here we are, ready or not, <laughs> it's going down. And so it's, 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 it's a movement toward a particular end, a very, very – um, specific movement, if I may. And so, Brother L, why don't you go ahead, give us a synopsis of, of what you've come to understand. Again, some of this may be uh, repetitive, but um, I would rather it be repetitive and people understand exactly where we're coming from as opposed to them not perceive that because if they don't perceive where we're coming from, then definitely not going to get what I'm kicking here in just a moment, which, again, I do expect you to jump in there as well. Give us what you know. Well, um, all things being said, I would say to everyone, because sometimes in this conversation, this dialogue, when we begin to talk about what's behind the virus, what, you know, what is the origin of the virus, um, what has mo motivated these turn of events, it gets lost that the first thing that we say is that this is a real virus, and it can be fatal, obviously, just as well as influenza. The flu can be fatal. Many are not aware, but there have been more deaths as to this date in the United States by the flu than they have by COVID-19. So, but at the same time, we are aware that COVID-19, what they're calling coronavirus, there are many strings of coronavirus. And actually there's someone on the line who's actually more equipped to talk to you in that regard about the different biological nuances of the virus itself, and that will be passed to Chris. But as far as... <laughs> how this virus has come about and how that we find ourselves at this pivotal point in time. Because this is one of those times where we will look back in history and we will say that this was a time when things changed and they did not necessarily change for the better. And we will never, ever progress back to a society that we once enjoyed just the shortest five or six weeks ago. Things have changed, and they're not going to regress back to the point where everything is going to be wonderful. The things that we're going to lose most during this season and what we've already lost is our personal freedoms, our ability to move and go and do as we choose 
without having a police state that monitors our every movement, our conversations on the phone, our interactions on the Internet, that world no longer exists. And the coronavirus, COVID-19, has been the utility of which they are using in order to implement this part of a plan called Agenda 2030, the UN Agenda 2030, which actually has been in existence for quite some time. We're just at a threshold point in that particular agenda being carried out. So, yes, the virus is real. Uh, is it is it transferable? Is it contagious? Of course it is. Are all the information that they're telling you from the medical industry, is it accurate? Absolutely not. Much of it is confusion. But we do know this aspect of it, that the people whom it's affecting the greatest and generally are supposed to be those people who have a weakened immune system, meaning people who are elderly or who have previous conditions, health conditions or what have you. But as we get into this, we will understand that this virus is not just a virus that was made up and cooked up into a laboratory, which in actuality, that is a very real part of it. This is a man-made virus. As a matter of fact, this virus was patented years ago. So the question is, how did some now all of a sudden new phenomenon when it was patented years ago? So with that said, I just want to say that um, all of these things that are taking place, they go by many different terms and many things that people have called. People call it the deep state government. People call it the one, the one world order. Some people call it the new world order. But if we're going to crash these things in biblical perspectives and biblical terms, what we are talking about is what the Revela- book of Revelation refers to as the beast which will be headed by what most Christians have no one come understand as the Antichrist, as is spoken of in the second chapter of Thessalonians called the son of perdition. Now, I know that many Christians have, you know what, let me stop right there because you go back over to you, Brother John. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, that's a start. That's a start. Pastor Chris, what about those nuances Brother L was telling uh, us about? He was explaining that you would better be able to Explain that to us. I would like to. Uh, I remember you explaining this before. Uh, please give us those nuances and that understanding. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, John, I'm sorry. Could you repeat it? Because my, I had I've sure. called back three times since Brother Elliot was talking, so I missed a lot of the dialogue. I'm sorry. Not a problem. My he phone was, is just what he was saying. Up. Not a problem. He was just explaining that there was one person on the line who could better explain the nuances of COVID-19, that being yourself. And so, okay, um, yeah, we, we wanted to just, just kind of do a recap, so to speak, of what we've already covered uh, so that when we get into the meat of this, um, people will understand the perspective from which we come. Okay, okay. You, you most asked you want me to talk about the coronavirus itself. Precisely, and we'll we'll get into okay. the particulars of the new world order, the way that it comes into play, so on and so forth. Afterwards, okay, sure. Well, you know, from from my reading and study, you know, first, you know, first of all, coronavirus. There are several coronavirus is a class of viruses. You know, a common cold mm-hmm. is actually a coronavirus, but in my opinion, this is a genetically 
modified coronavirus because right. it's showing symptoms that we have never seen before. Now, viruses do mutate, no no problem, but they don't mutate into something this different than the original virus. Right. And right. so, you know, all of this, you know, about it getting into your system and, you know, all of these new things, you don't know how it's transmitted, even though we know we know about other classes of coronavirus, we can tell you, hey, you catch a common cold by this, this, and this. But what this this corona this particular coronavirus, it should not. In other words, the scientific world should not have been caught off guard and not know what this virus contains, what's going on. Right. With it, which right. makes me think it's genetically modified and. You know, I believe by myself that HIV was a genetically modified virus that they mm-hmm. took from animals and modified it to where it would, would, would work with humans. And I just want to listen to an audience not to think that that is out of the realm of possibility. You know, they have, they have genetically modified food, you know, food that we eat that we shouldn't right. eat, but we eat that are like seedless watermelon, seedless grapes. That is not the way the creator made them. That means they have been genetically modified to make them seedless. Right. And so it's a, it's a whole lot of genetic things they can do with bacteria and virus that, you know, most of us are not aware of, but it's, but it's not. Um, in other words, don't think that this is some new stuff or some space stuff or, it's, you know, it's, it's way beyond the realm of science because it's well within their realm to genetically modify bacteria and virus and even produce animals through genetic modification. Right. So, you know, right. don't 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 think that that's kind of something beyond the scientific realm because it's not. It's not. Got it. Got it. So folks, um what I have found to be uh, uh brother John, I didn't want to brother uh, brother moderator, please, John. Please. Oh, I, I don't yes. mean to interrupt you, but Seth, I just it just occurred to me. Seth asked asked me a question, and I didn't respond to him. And I said that those um, particular clips are actually in your on your text. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Uh, Jimmy. Seth, did you get that? Copy. Go right ahead. Copy. All right. Um, what I found to be helpful is to go from the end to the beginning or at least to where we are. Um, And so the the point of this show is to discuss the new world order. Folks, I can, I remember still being in Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, which is my hometown and saying that the new world order is already here. They just haven't told you yet. And that's, so that's literally what, Seventeen, I mean, uh, or seven or eight years ago, I don't even remember what show we was on or whatever. But the point is that you don't do this without a lot of planning, and they've been planning, they've been putting to, putting things together all along. Um, and at some point in time, you would see small tests taking place. Um, but this right here is what I would consider to be a pretty major test. I mean, think about it, folks. Why is it, again, that you have all these countries doing the exact same thing? Why? 
why why isn't it? I, I know the natural thought is that, well, the coronavirus is ravaging all countries, but it's not ravaging all countries. And so what you have to have take place is an understanding with the persons who are in power. And those persons are the United States. Think about it, folks. Where does the United States not have the ability to strike in 15 minutes? Uh, don't get me wrong. I, there can be. I'm just saying. We have set up military installations all over the world. If you've ever spoke to someone from another country, the United States is the crown jewel of the West, literally, the crown jewel of the West. That's one of the places that everybody wants to get to because they're inclined to believe that their life would be better here than wherever it is that they're at. Um, I was telling you a moment ago how the lyricist, who was an island person based on his accent, was talking about Babylon or Babylon. If you go to Revelation 17, you'll find out some very interesting information about Babylon. Matter of fact, me, El, and Seth, 30 years ago, were having this exact conversation in graduate housing of the school we went to. Uh, and what it was is, who is the harlot? Not said exactly in those words, but y'all know what I meant. Who is, who is Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abomination of the earth, as it hey, explains hey. In, in verse 5? Well, John, yes. you got to let Brother, Brother L tell his story. It's a little, com- a little bit more comical than that. <laughs> I didn't want Brother L to tell the story because this was not a time for comic relief. Brother, but but if you insist, if you insist, Go ahead, brother, brother L, please give us, please give us, please give us a rendition of your story, the way that you saw these events unfold. Okay, well, I'm going, I'm going to recite the story as the, the story actually actually happened, but at the same time, that John, uh, you asked me a question, and I just realized that. Um, that was an inept answer that I gave you because now I, it just occurred to me what it is, the information that you were trying to extract from me in regards to the coronavirus. And, and that is this, and I'll begin by saying this here real quick, and that is that this virus, as Pastor Chris just testified to, who has a degree in microbiology, and that's why I thought that it would be, it would be prudent that he would comment upon this before I would. Well, the thing is, is that we know this. This virus started in a place called Wu. Now we're going to do some replay, and then we're going to get up to the story and give it back, back to you, John. Is that this virus started in Wuhan, China. That was the hope. That was the first outbreak of this virus, okay? Wuhan, China is also the, the, the state that was the hope of the outroll and the, out, the, the outlay of a cellular Internet called fifth generation cellular. Communication. These these things happen at the same time, and they both happen in the exact same city. Now we have documentation in which we spoke of in regard to in our previous shows about three shows ago, where there have even been novels that were written in 1980, I think it was. I think it was called The Days of Darkness, where in the show it said that that there would be a virus that would hit the world in the year 2020. 
and the virus would begin of all places were Wuhan, China. The question is, how did this writer have this information, even if he did put it in a work of fiction, in 1980, we're in the year 220, that's 40 years ago. Pastor Chris testified to as well, this virus is not a, it's, it's a string of a, what we would call a flu virus. Now, the issue is, is this, what is happening and what is causing this virus to outbreak, even international? That's why they called it, it went from an epidemic to a pandemic. The question is, what is causing that to sick and what is having this impact upon it? Because it's not the natural reoccurring virus, as uh, Pastor Chris said, and if you want to know what he meant by, uh, what is it, uh, modified, genetically modified organism, well, hey, you can't get much of an organism <laughs> if we're going to teach me in terms of organism if we're going to deal with the issue of a virus. But the question is, again, we go back to what's the motivation behind it, how did it come released, and how did it get to this point? So this last thing about the virus, and I'll go to the story, and it is this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this virus and the way that it is being discussed and the way the narrative is being played out in the media and through certain agencies like the World Health Organization, the CDC, the reason that this is being done so is because this is a conspired thing. This is not something that is happening by happen chance or circumstance or a random event. This virus did not occur as a random event. And that should be proven and, and, and at this point confirmed that it was not a random event. And the players behind this are those players who are those emissaries of the New World Order. People like Bill Gates. People wonder how does a man with no degree and no experience in the medical field have so much influence and control as to what goes on in the medical industry. Because second only to the United States of America, he is the greatest donor to medical facilities in the medical industry throughout the world. He did that for the purpose of influence and impact, which we see now working out. Three to six months prior to this virus, this epidemic, there was a, uh, how can I put it, where it's like you, you role play things. You give it a trial run to see how it's going to affect. And they basically have all the viruses they used to do this with, and Bill Gates was at the end of the UN, was at the head of this. What viruses they used to run this training up? COVID-19. And in this meeting, in this training op, they discussed and determined how that they would control the media in order to be able to control the narrative to how this virus is going to be perceived by the public. And their main objective was to induce fear. And this is why we are on this line tonight having this discussion tonight because we want to understand that many things should come upon us. And it's one thing that we as believers cannot do, and that is become fearful because that is the attack of the enemy. The greatest weapon in the hand of the devil himself is fear. When a lion rolls in the jungle, he's not the strongest or the biggest animal in the jungle, nor is he the quickest. But when he roars, it strikes fear in the heart of his would-be attackers or his would-be victims. And that's what we see, because this system is called a beast. 
And the pivotal part of this beast, the, long, the last thing that stands in the way of this beast completely rolling out and taking completely control over the world and the world's resources is a nation called America. And that nation is referred to in this. Yes, sir. Uh, sorry for interrupting, but I got to bring in our panelists. Uh, uh, Sister Eliana is in the house, and I just want to just inter- open up her line where she can uh, get, be included. Okay, really quickly, I want you to continue. Sure. Sure. All right, Sister Eliana, area code two o nine will go all the way to Merced, California, and grab our sister, Sister Eliana Batya. Are you there? Yes, I am, and I'm listening to Brother Elishua go ahead and continue with. Is uh, what he's teaching is wonderful. Okay, well, I just want to bring you on so you can be included, sister. All right, brother, let you go right ahead. Okay. And John, I'm coming right to you. I'm actually setting you up because I know where you're going. I'm setting it up, and that is this: All the right. only nation, the only nation that opposes the new world order, the one world government, the system called the beast in the Bible, is the nation of what was referred to in the scriptures in Revelation chapter 17 and 18 as Mystery Babylon, Babylon the Great. It is not a reference to the geographical Babylon that is located in Iraq. That is a desert wasteland that has been destroyed through for over 2,500 years, and you can see that accuracy of that in prophecy. This is in the book of Isaiah. It said that it would never be inhabited again. As a matter of fact, Saddam Hussein, when he attempted to rebuild Iraq, he made an attempt to build Babylon. And just at the point where he was about to put all of his forces and resources into rebuilding that city, the United States rolled in him on Desert Storm and shut it down. <laughs> That's like you're trying to go, you can't kick against the bricks. So now we come to this, and we had this discussion in my apartment probably about 30 years ago now, or Roberts University, and we were discussing this particular issue of the one world government, the new world order, the beast, and Babylon. And the question came about as a result, as I said, who is Babylon in the Bible? The city that sets up on many waters. Who is that? What nation is that? People have tried to say it is the Catholic Church. It's not the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church does not buy and sell. The Catholic Church does not deal in commerce. The scriptures are very clear and detailed in regard to that. No one would, 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 would mourn if the Catholic Church and the Vatican were destroyed tomorrow. The merchants of the day would not mourn over the loss of the Vatican Church, but they would mourn and loss over the greatest consumer nation on the planet Earth, and that's called America. So we're having a discussion many years ago, three decades ago, and John asked this question. I'm going to put it in the prolific way that he asked this question. Because <laughs> he was being real polite. He was being polite with y'all a while ago. And now remember, these are a bunch of young men. We're in college, and we're going through the scriptures, and we're just being real about it. And my brother John, you know, you know, who was the B-boy among the group at the time, he's like, all I want to know is who's the help. Who is the help, okay? <laughs> and if we have something to discover... Through intent, study, research, and prayer and understanding that that whole Babylon is America. And in order for the New World Order to implement its plan fully, this nation has to fall. And it's going to fall in two ways. It's going to fall from within, and it's going to be attacked from without by that ten-nation confederacy that, Paul, that John alluded to in the beginning of his statement. 
Back over to you, Brother John. Aight, aight. Who is the hoe? Prolific mm. words back then, let me tell you. Oh, <laughs> prolific, brother. <laughs> yeah, it, it, what's, what's really intriguing, if I may just put aside the levity for just a moment, is that um, that has been one of those things that have been stuck in my mind, and I continue to search it out. I continue to kick it with my man, um, trying to get an understanding, as it were. And so, folks, there's a lot to be said. Goodness, I'm going to say this first one, and I'm not even going to back it up with scriptures because I just refuse to go through it all. But, folks, for, for all of the Christian people who are inclined to believe that at the beginning or midway through the the tribulation period that you will be raptured, I can't explain to you how false that is. I will give you, I will give you just a couple of scriptures to give you, if you choose to look into it, because that's not the discussion for tonight. But I'm at my eSport. I have it pulled up right now. So if you want to go to the scriptures right. and have them read them, then do it because that's when I stopped early and I said I'm going to stop right there because that is very imperative to this discussion, to this conversation, because there are people who are on the line that believe that yet while this is good and insightful information, it really doesn't pertain to us believers because we're going to be raptured prior to these events unfolding. And the, the surprise is because you've been fed the lies of the Gentiles, according to Jeremiah 16 and 19, it says that even they're going to come a day when they're going to come and understand that we have inherited lies and things in which there's no profit. So I think it's very important that you discuss that issue so that we can get it out of the way and remove that stumbling like out of people's way to where they're not really receptive and being and being attentive to this information because they feel like, hey, we're going to escape and we're going to be raptured up out of here. But if you want to go to the scriptures on right here, hey, it talks about the last trumpet. And everybody, just so you know, there is a hand up, just, just FYI. It's been up for a while. All right, let's we, go ahead. Let's grab that hand. Off. I don't want to cut anybody off. Nah, nah, we're good because we're going to transition. Um, we're going to tra- I'm going to kick these scriptures real quick because um, I figured, like at this point, we've done said enough. And if you still are in disbelief, that's between you and God. I really have nothing to prove to you at this juncture. I'm just going to tell you and back it up with scripture. And what I'm about to show you here in the moment, this is really specific for Christians. And just so that I always have to make a distinction, people would say, well, John, ain't you a Christian? I'd be like, well, no, um, I'm a born-again believer. My spirit has been reborn. But to call me a Christian is a misnomer. I'm talking about a gross misnomer. But I do not, I'm not critical for the people who do call themselves that. At the end of the day, if you are a born-again believer, you are my brother. You are my sister in spirit. Um, I expect for that trump to sound. I expect for you to get your glorified body, and I expect for you to get it in when, it, when the Messiah comes to um, take over this world, as it were. Uh, but let's go, ahead and grab that, let's go ahead and grab that hand, and then we're just going to go ahead and mix it up. If you could, Brother Seth. That and going back to the phone lines, Erico three three seven three three seven forty five. 
all the way in Louisiana. Go ahead and with your question or comment, we would like to know your city and your um, name, please. Go right ahead. Um, brother Leonard, I'm, I'm from uh, Louisiana. Uh, What's good, Brother Leonard? Okay. What's happening, brother? Welcome back to the show. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, the COVID-19 is is like the end all, too. It's, it's a bunch of moving parts that these people had in place for a long time, like uh, George Guystone's Agenda 2030, uh-huh. the Building Road Initiative, the United States of Africa, the King Alpha Plan, decade people of decade of African descent, and the return return of the slaves back to they, the land where they was carried away from. The the COVID virus is the glue to all that, to all those missing parts. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, Hopefully we can, uh, hopefully, Brother Leonard, we can have some time for you to go into greater detail on some of these things uh, that you've just explained. Uh, I know you've touched base on some of these, but I know that there's a greater depth to be had. Uh, Thank you for your contribution. (laughs) Um, Let's immediately take this. Brother Leonard, were you done? Yeah, I'll finish. All right, well, thank you, and, and don't forget to press 1 with your hand and go down. When I put you on hold, you may want to come back on with another comment on this show, everybody. We can allow you to talk more than once, not a problem. Okay, so, brother, I'm going to put you on hold now, and uh, like I say, if you uh, you want to press 1 now, so your hand and go down, and then later on you may want to come back if you if you have something, okay? So press 1 one more time. Okay, all right. All right, go ahead, brother John, back in your hands. All right, so Reve- I agree Revelation with I eleven. Think, I think he's right, though, in terms of moving parts. I think, I think, I think the brother. Oh, was- absolutely, absolutely. I, there's, a, there, there's like again. I, I remember. A matter of fact, Seth, I did a show on your show. I remember talking about the financial aspects of the new world order. I was still in Kentucky at the time, so that was like. A, Oh my gosh, that that had been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. Um, but Probably at that time, ago, I was explaining. Like exactly, exactly. And at that time, we were talking about. I remember making a statement, which wasn't my original statement, but it was that of one of the uh, goodness. Uh, I, I forget one of one of the guys that pulls the strings. That um, if if they control the money, they c- could care less who runs the government. It's like, yeah. like if you run, the, if you control the money, who cares who runs the government? That money is the ability to constrict, uh, or to contract, or to loosen up. The uh, I'm I'm a mortgage broker by trade. I see, folks. Over the last ten days, I've seen the underwriting uh, departments put on what we call overlays, where before these were the original underwriting conditions, but now they're overlaying them with things that are more stringent. Why? Because they're in a position where they have to be safe and not not expose themselves to uh, lawsuits uh, or losses in general um, as a result of frivolous lending, so to speak, what you would have seen back in somewhere between the, uh, the Twin Towers coming down and 2000, third quarter, fourth quarter, 2007, you could literally get a 100% loan with a 580 credit score. Anybody who knows anything about a 580 credit score should be asking, I can get a 100% loan? Yes, you could have back then. Can't do it now. Can't even come close. But 
let's get let's let me quickly just pop in and pop out of these verses, folks. Um, Revelations 11 and 15, and the seventh angel sounded, folks. It says the seventh angel sounded. Before that seventh angel angel sounded, there were six seals. We talked about these seals before in Revelation 6. Got some background noise, somebody. We got some background noise. Folks, if you're not coming and meet us, we can hear a child or something. Appreciate it. Good looking out. Good looking out. So, look, we talked about those seals once before. The first four seals were the four horsemen. The fifth seal were the people that were under the uh, altar who were crying out to the Messiah, saying, how long before, uh, Lord, holy and true, before you go and avenge us of the people who killed us on the earth? And he said, look. Post up for just a minute. We got to let the, everybody else get killed like you did, and then so it'll martyrs. be on. And he gave them white robes. Exactly, the martyrs. He gave them white robes at that time. So that was the fifth seal. Folks, the sixth seal is undeniable. I won't go into details, but let's just say that when's the last time you've seen the sky rolled back like a scroll and stars falling from heaven? You haven't. When that happens, you know it's time. But that's only the sixth seal, folks. When he opens the seventh seal, seven angels grab their trumpets and they begin to sound. Well, folks, when you get to 1115, that's the last angel. That's the last angel that sounds. So when that angel sounds, it says that there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever, so on and so forth, this, that, the other. The only things I want to bring your attention to is the seventh trump and the great voice. All right? If you go to... Thessalonians, one moment. Thessalonians 4.16. I'm sorry, 1 Thessalonians 4.16. You're going to see a scripture that says... Brother John? Got some background, folks. Yes. Brother John? Oh, yes. the scripture would be 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, for, for context, you would begin at verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day now shall come. Um, excuse me. I'm, I apologize. Uh, premature there. Uh, let me set this up so you can understand the context. Uh, Thessalonians are writing the Apostle Paul. And they were concerned because some people had told them that the event that we're discussing right now, the being caught up, catching away, and which is generically referred to in the world of Christendom as the rapture, they were afraid that it had taken place and they had been, according to the title of a very popular book series, left behind. And so in response to their concern, Paul wrote this letter back. This is his response. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day should not come except there come a falling away first. That's the apostasy of the church. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was with you, I told you these things. Brother John? All right. Thank you. I'm going to take that back to 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. Folks, I just showed you in Revelations 11 and 15, I told you, look, 
the one thing that I want you to take away from this is that the seventh trump sounded and there was a shout from heaven. That shout from heaven said the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and he shall reign forever and ever. Folks, right here, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, not a trump, not just any trump, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ Brother shall rise first. Brother John, what first. scripture was that you was reading? Brother John, what uh, scripture was 1 that? Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. So now, folks, that's, a different, that's a different verse. I'm looking at it now. That's first, a different verse. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. You sure it's not 2 Thessalonians? Say it again. You sure it's not 2 Thessalonians? 1 Thessalonians 4, 16. Uh, that's a different scripture. What does it say? It said, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them. Now, I think you might have meant 2 Thessalonians 4, 16. Well, it says here plainly quick. first, but what you skip over there. That's fine. Um, wherever that scripture is, I'm not sure why I'm pulling this one up. 1 Thessalonians 4. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, you said 4, 16? That's what I was looking at. Do you have it? Okay. Five, okay, four and sixteen. Okay, yeah, okay. Is it the same? For the Lord himself should descend from heaven yes. with the shout with the voice of the Okay, go ahead, I'm sorry. Okay. So folks, this is the Bible. This is the Bible speaking to its own. It's not meant for everyone to understand. It's meant for its own. Those persons who have that born again spirit. He's letting them. He's letting us know. <laughs> like, look, I'm lining this up for you. I'm going to give you this last. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you two last scriptures. I'm not even going to go to them. You can find them on your own. I think one of them is like First uh, First Samuel 11 when David fights Goliath. You know the story. You know the story, folks. Folks, the Messiah. The Messiah is giving you insight into how he's going to come back, all right? When he spoke with Saul, and Saul said, look, you're just a stripling. <laughs> he's like, you're just a little kid. And this dude been whooping behind since he was a kid. Now he's a man. You intend to go up against him? David said, look, look uh, O king, if you will, I paraphrase. He said, look, when I was keeping the sheep and a lion rose up against me, I slew the lion. And when a bear rose up against me, I slew the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine is going to catch the same knuckle game. That's basically what he's telling him. And so Saul's like, okay, do you. Well, folks, if you take into consideration that in Daniel 7, Babylon was considered a lion. The Persians and the Medes, they were considered a bear. He's lining it up for you, folks. He's lining it up. Well, if you go to Daniel 2, he doesn't use animals in Daniel 2. He used different types of metal, gold, that's it's weak, but it's, it's, it has value. Silver is stronger than gold, but it's not as valuable. And he, that's what he uses. He uses metals. So what you'll find in the battle that David had with Goliath is that when he ran up on Goliath, Goliath had mail or 
the thing that protects their chest, their body, that was made of brass, the same as bronze. Bronze is just a derivative of brass. Or, uh, yeah, bronze is a derivative of brass. Folks, his, his spearhead, I want to say was 300 shekels of iron. He has now given you the lion, the bear from Daniel 6, the, uh, the bronze, and the iron, which you'll find in Daniel 2. He's letting you know. He's letting you know that this is an example of my coming. And the way that you know that this is truly an example is that when he hits Goliath with that stone, Goliath falls down. He takes Goliath's sword, sword rather, and cuts off Goliath's head. What does all Israel do? They shout. They shout. And then they run and they chase the Philistines. It was a big victory. Folks, the last thing I'm going to give you is the Battle of Jericho. You should know the story. They circled Jericho seven times, and they are told explicitly, do not say a word. Don't say a word. Circle Jericho seven times. On the seventh time, the priest, they're going to blow this trumpet. And when you hear that trumpet sound, folks, that should sound familiar. When you hear that trump, which one? The seventh one. Why is it the seventh one? Because they blew the trumpet six times prior to that. When they blew that seventh trump, it said they shouted. Folks, think about what would they possibly shout? What could they possibly say? Were they just screaming? Go back to Revelation eleven fifteen. What does it say? The kingdoms, the kingdoms of Canaan land have now become the kingdoms of our Lord, and we will reign forever and ever. That's the same shout, even though it, doesn't, it didn't say that explicitly. My point is this, folks. We read this book incessantly. If I'm not reading it, Seth is reading it. If I, Seth ain't reading it, Sister Eliana's reading it. If she ain't reading it, Brother Pastor Chris is reading it. Same thing with we, – we read this. Why? Because that's how God speaks to us. And I'm telling you right now, what I just told you, you've never heard a preacher tell you that. Why? Because he gave it specifically to me. However, if you go and you read it, you'll find it to be true. Just like I've stated it, that's exactly how it is. And he's letting you know you will be through – the seven trumps, those seven trumps come after the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord came on the sixth trump. That was, the, that was it, it says, if you read down further in the chapter, it says rocks from the mountains fall on us to save us from the day of the Lord. It says it right there. So I say all of that, folks, to say the end is near. <laughs> I laugh at it because I'm not concerned with it, folks. I laugh at the end is near. Why? Because I expect to be up under that altar, or I expect to be getting there in due time, or I expect to get pulled up in the heavenlies with this brand new, new, new body with rims. <laughs> I sure do. And, and, and you so, know what? folks, yes. Go ahead, brother John. No, I'm just saying, folks. Do you have that blessed assurance? That's what the old folks used to call it, blessed assurance. The assurance of where you will be when there's no more time left. If you do not know that, follow back up with Brother Seth. Follow back up with, if he'll put you in contact with Sister Eliana, Brother Pastor Chris, Brother L, possibly myself. 
will show you how to have that blessed assurance. Brother L, you were saying? I mean, not Brother L. I wanted to say Eliana to get in here since she hadn't commented, and uh, just out of respect for her. Um, again, folks, you listen to uh, a dialogue between the, uh, the five stone panelists, and uh, we're talking about COVID-19. Welcome to the New World Order. That's the title of our show. And uh, cause some of you just tuned in oh, about uh, 30 minutes ago. Quite a few tuned in. So I just want everybody to know what was going on here. Um, we're dealing with the New World Order. Welcome to the New World Order. COVID-19 is just a part of it. I want to say this really quickly, and I want to go to Cecilia and see what she has to say on anything she's heard or even this. Folks, the Passover is upon us, and do you think that uh, the powerful that be know that and uh, just kind of mocking us, like, okay, go inside and put, you know, uh, your, your 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 father once told y'all to go inside and put blood on the doorpost, so go inside. This whole thing about staying inside, is it coincidental? Do you think the father allowed wicked men to do what they do because, you know, he only can do so much because we have the authority within this room. He owns the earth, but the authority gives to us, and so could the father have allowed them or kind of, you know, because in the spiritual warfare, we're praying, Father, deliver us, Father, deliver us, Father, savage us. You know, Israelites is already coming inside, uh, uh, Israel already mindful of coming inside of uh, the celebration of the Passover where Israel was told to, to go inside before it was evening and put blood upon the doorpost or mark themselves spiritually, how we, we want to look at it, which it was literal blood on the doorpost, though. And so could this be a, uh, the Father's way of kind of reminding us, like, making sure this happened when it happened. So, I mean, I, y'all, y'all go, you, you feel where I'm going with this, anybody? Uh, Cecilia, I don't want you to comment first on anything Brother John said or Brother Ella should say it on myself. Okay. Well, you know, it's been a really good discussion. Um, and I'm just gleaning from all the wisdom of my brothers and the deep knowledge of Scripture, and it's really powerful and um, really refreshing. But I, I do want to say, um, I want to just comment on the Passover thing. You know, last week I believe I was I believe it was Brother Leonard that asked the question uh, about uh, Passover, and uh, or it was either last week or the week before uh, with this coronavirus. Did it have something to do with coming in line with Passover? And um, that is something that we really need to think about because you know we are in the Passover season. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to say is that, um, you know, it had come to me to put a red ribbon over the door, and uh, and then I got something in my um, messenger uh, about that, you know. So I said I put out a post on Facebook that, you know, for all believers to celebrate the Passover also by putting up a red ribbon outside of our doors and keeping it up for all the seven days of the Passover as, as a symbol to let the world know that we do believe that the Father is able to pass this uh, pass over our homes with this yes, you yes. Know, coronavirus, and I think that's a good statement to make, you know. And then we can, you know, everybody can yes. post your pictures during that seven days um, on Facebook to let the you know let the world know who we are and that who our God is, you know, that He is our God, and this is a powerful time. So. Um, I love the discussion about what's happening with uh, in the correlation with the Book of Revelation, but there's some there's a part that we're missing um, that has that uh, there's another event and it's it's the event of our in gathering and coming out and so I'd like for somebody to speak on 
how does our exodus out of the nation, the correlation with that event and also with the um, coming of the Messiah to establish um, his kingdom upon the earth. So if someone wants to speak on that, um, that would be powerful to hear. Well, uh, uh, Sister Eliana, I'll go first really quickly here because uh, mine's just probably going to be short. I'm trying to talk as little tonight because I want Brother Elishua to kind of um, do his thing. If y'all haven't noticed, I'm kind of letting him just do a presentation tonight. He also have an audio he wanted me to share as well. So Brother Elishua is kind of doing his thing. So, But I do want to hear from Pastor Chris as well. So eventually, Pastor Chris, don't be so quiet. But, I mean, he's not quiet. He's been having phone trouble. I forget that. But anyway... Sister, I think it's going to get a lot worse. I still don't think we believe uh, the things LSU was saying, Brother John is saying. I don't think America buy that. They don't see it yet. And once the fires turn up, I think our people is going to hit their knees. Yes, we see people all over the world doing little um, things. I'm not belittling it. It's wonderful to see what they did in Brazil and what they've done all over the world. All of these churches coming together or even, even sometimes just neighbors coming together and playing gospel music and people putting the speak out. It's wonderful. It is so wonderful to see that. But I still don't think the bulk of our people really believe where they're at. Babylon, as Brother John was saying, and what the things that she was saying, I don't think they believe it. So when Trump shows his true colors, may have to be after November when he knows he's got the next four years, and he and, and this, this these evil men behind Trump, because it ain't just no Trump. It's bigger than Trump. Once these people show their colors and we see exactly what's going on and that this show is really not even as deep as people think, once they begin to see what we're saying, oh, my sister, believe me, we're going to hit our knees. And once we hit our knees and Israel call upon the Most High, that's when I think that remnant is going to emerge because the Father is going to show up for his own. And I know all of I know I know there's a spiritual Jew, but there's a covenant with our people. That's my two cents. <clears throat> um, I'll gladly jump in on this one. Uh, the reason being is because, and th- I do, I do not speak as an authority on this. Um, however, I'm inclined to believe that everyone on this line can create the authority that we need uh, through just speaking one amongst another. Um, There is, as you all well know, Revelation 7, where it talks about the 144,000. I think this is important for us to understand because, again, people are inclined to believe that they're going to be gone when they they think that they're going to be gone when uh, the tribulation period takes place. Um, as we well know in Revelation 7, that 144,000 was taken out of the physical tribes of Israel. It took the time to name each of the tribes. I think maybe one was left out because of one given situation, which I don't recall how that went down. But it goes through those 12 tribes of Israel. However, when you go to Revelation 14, it gives you more insight into those persons who are the 144,000. When it started out, that 144,000 was on earth, and it states, and after, and I'm reading Revelation 7, and after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of where? The earth, holding the four winds of what? The earth, 
that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor the sea, nor on any tree. So again, we're on earth. And he begins to number these 144,000. But he tells those angels, look, do not hurt the earth. Do not hurt the trees or whatever the case may be until, in verse 3, until we have sealed the servants of our God foreheads. So if you go to Revelations 14, it's going to talk to you further about that same 144,000. And it reads, and I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. Folks, Mount Zion has not come down to earth yet. The, 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 the Mount Zion, there is a, a, the city that is in heaven, and it's going to come down to earth. It hasn't come down yet in this particular passage. But with him, that being the lamb, stood 144,000 having his father's name written in their foreheads. Well, we know who that is because in chapter 7 it just said, hey, don't hurt anything until we get these guys sealed in their foreheads. And I heard a voice, and I read in verse 2, I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song but the 144,000, which were redeemed from the earth. So it lets you know they're no longer on the earth. They were redeemed from the earth. Folks, if you've ever gone to pawn something, such as uh, a radio, They're going to give you a ticket so that when you come back, that's the ticket that you use to redeem your product. You pay the money that you're due, you redeem that product. Well, those persons, 144,000, they were redeemed from the earth. Now, this is important, this next verse, because this to me really is where a discussion can begin for us to clarify some things. This is verse 4. There. These are they, again, the 144,000, which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. So a lot of brothers are like, oh, you know, don't worry. Don't worry, y'all. I got good news for you. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb, whithersoever he goeth. Now, here we go, folks. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. Folks, all you have to do is go to the Feast of the First Fruits. I'm not going to go there. I think it's like Numbers 26 or something like that. I'm not going there. You can find it. Go look up the Feast of the First Fruits. It's important that you look that up, folks, and here's why. Because a a lot of people, they're like, man, who can be saved? It's only going to be 144,000, and you can't be with a woman. It's like you have to be a virgin. It's like I'm doomed. I'm doomed. Folks, you are not doomed because if you look at the feast of the first fruits, it's going to explain to you. Now, this is an agrarian type setting. And so you have barley, you have wheat, you have corn, you have all these different things there that you're growing in your field. As the harvest that should ring a bell, folks. As the harvest is drawing near, as you probably well know, certain, let's say, ears of corn, they began to turn ripe before 
other ears do. So let's just say as you look across, you can see little specks of, of corn that has already began to turn ripe. Folks, that's when you go, again, if you go look up the Feast of First Fruits, you go and you create a sheath, which means that you grab several stalks and you wrap them uh, together, and you take them to the high priest, and the high priest does what's called a wave offering with that sheath. Well, folks, those were the first fruits. When you saw them beginning to turn ripe, you said, these are the first fruits, so I'm going to gather them and take them to the priest and have him do his wave offering because you want the blessings of God on what? The rest of your harvest, folks. The rest of the people are still on earth. Why? Because the harvest has not taken place. That 144,000, it says that they were the first fruits. They were redeemed of men, and they were the first fruits. Well, folks, you should be glad about that. All brothers who are no longer virgins, be glad about that. Why? Because you are still in the earth, and your time to be gathered hasn't happened yet. It takes place with the 144,000 first. Please, folks, comment on that. Give me some insight. Give me some feedback because that's the way Brother John sees it. doesn't mean that that's the way it is. But, again, I see those, I see those scriptures. This line. Matter of fact, hold on. Let me kick one more. Let me kick one more. If you look at Joshua and as they are approaching the promised land, as you well know, when they cross over the Jordan, they no longer receive manna. They actually eat the food that uh, the promised land was able to produce. But it tells you, it, the scripture actually tells you that when they set their feet in the water, because the Jordan always overflows during harvest. He's, he's spitting these clues at you. He's spitting clues. He's letting you know, people of God, those people whom they know my voice and another they will not follow, that's because they know little things like that. They get it. This is the harvest time that they took over the battle, uh, the battle of, of um, what's, the, what's the first kingdom they took down, folks? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Jericho. <laughs> Thank y'all for leaving me hanging. <laughs> when, they, when they approached Jericho, we folks, thinking, we it thinking, was we harvest. It was harvest time. The reason why you know it's harvest is because the banks of the Jordan always overflow during harvest. Folks, it says that a man cannot enter the kingdom of God unless he's born of water, born of the spirit. That water, that water is indicative of the Red Sea, but that Jordan is indicative of the Messiah. That's how you're born again. You cross over that Jordan. That's that rebirth that takes place. That's the reason why they had to cut off all those foreskins. So, folks, um, Very again, I, yeah, I, I speak plainly. I don't speak like, hey, this is the fact, but all I'm trying to do is try to let you see those, how those things line up. That was good. And those, yeah, those 144,000, those are the first fruits only. That's not the harvest. That was good. That was good, brother John. We're just listening. We're just listening. Sometimes we don't have an answer. Just we're just taking all in. I I had forgot about some of those scriptures. I remember. Well, I'm not gonna go. Uh, brother Elishua, uh I know we have the clip. Uh, no, didn't know when you want to get it in, but uh, I just wanted Brother John to do his thing. That was good, Brother John. Thank you. Appreciate that. 
My pleasure. Brother Alashua, what did you want to do yes, about sir. the uh, clip that you want to play now or what? Well, I'm going to cover these real quick bullet points in reference to Sister uh, Eliana's uh, question. And actually, and also um, kind of a t- um, <clears throat> uh, in addition to the John said, and then we'll go to the clip. And then after we actually come back from the clip, I think um, probably after everyone hears the clip, uh, we may have phone calls to come in, you know, just to open thing because the clip is going to really set it up. And I'm, I'm, I'm really expecting for Brother Leonard to come back on the line with some commentary after he hears the clip. And the reason I expect that because I know that he's very insightful in those areas. So um, let me just cover these three points right here. And, and, uh, really, really excuse me, please excuse me, Arlene, forgive me for this, but I'm trying to make it even. Stephen tried to, but we had here from Pastor Chris, and he was having phone trouble earlier, and his phone is straight now. Brother Pastor Chris, really briefly, did you have anything to, 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 to say to Sister Eliana, Brother John, Brother Elishur, anything you've heard so far, Brother? Yeah, yeah, I wanted to tell Brother John, you know, I, I, I fully agree with his interpretation of that revelations, but, you know, what I was taught was that, you know, John was writing in cold when he was on the Isle of Patmos. Because the right. Roman soldiers, they were reading everything that he sent out. And what is 12 times 12? 144. There you go. So he was talking about the tribes, I guess, in cold language. I can see the possibility. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Absolutely he was. Absolutely he was because it actually named... 12 from each 12, each of the 12 tribes of Israel, that's what makes up the 144,000. So definitely, yes, it was the code yes. that, of course, the Romans didn't understand, but yet right. the people of but the, the, Hebrew book, would the understand. book understood. Yes, absolutely. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. And, and I just want to read, just, I'm in uh, Matthew uh, 24 and 36. It says, no one knows about that day or, or, or hour, not even the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. And you can see that happening right now. No doubt. And then, and then oh, yeah. I'm in uh, Luke, Luke chapter 21, verses 25. There will be, and this is for you, John, because you, you mentioned okay. this. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in the cloud with power and great mm, glory. Mm-mm. When right. these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And that's wow. all I got. That's a lot, bro. <laughs> Sometimes just hearing it just stupefies me. I'm thinking like, oh, my goodness. It's talking about going down. Whew. All right. Well, um, let's go ahead and hit that clip, Brother Seth, if we can. You there, Seth? All right. 
Brother Seth is maybe having some technical difficulties. No, no, I have to talk to Brother Ellis Shure really briefly. Okay, folks, uh, Ellis Shure, did you want to comment on, on anything Pastor Chris was saying, and then we have to play the clip. Y'all bear with me because I have to check these lines, and I have to talk to Ellis Shure really briefly. But go ahead, Brother Ellis Shure, and then we'll play a clip. So first off, sorry for the background noise. I'm trying to um, regulate that problem right now. But uh, let me just step off real quick. Uh, what Pastor Chris is is actually what the clip is going to lead into because that's actually the place that where we're at when it talks about that as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the days of the Son of Man that were marrying, were married, and giving in marriage. In other words, people are going about business as usual. And I'm going to preface that with to say this, and I'm just, I, I really am trying to follow the, the, the Holy Spirit's leading in regard to the show and the flow of it. But I think I need to say this at this point, and then I'm going to tip off to what Brother John Say the sister Eliana's question, and then we tip over to this to uh, the clip because after the clip, really, I'm more so just wanting to just enter into a discussion with you all about the things that we're going to hear. So let me say this. Let me preface this. Pastor Chris, when he was speaking there, he actually brought back to memory something that took place in the wee hours of this morning today with me in regard to me. Um, I actually had called Brother John to share this with him, and for some reason I forgot to tell him when I called him, and I lost it, but it just came back. I had a dream. It had to be in the early hours of the morning, this morning. And in this dream, if you will, I want you to picture clouds, dark clouds. And I want to picture you, I want you to think of like a, a, a clear container with clear water. And then you take... Uh, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Then you take an ink dropper and you, yes. What do you mean picture dark clouds? That's been the forecast for the whole week. No, 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 no. no. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. Follow me. Follow me. This okay, good. Right, follow me. So I want you to, I really want you to envision now what I'm trying to say, okay? And I'm going to really say it. Okay. Let me say it. In this dream, if you will, picture, we're thinking about talking about clouds. But first of all, I want you to have in your mind uh, a container, a clear container full of water. The water is clear. The container is see-through. So therefore, it's, it's translucent. You can see right through it. Now, I want you to picture a, a, a person with two droppers with black ink in their hand, and they begin to drop the, drop the ink in the water from both sides of the barrel. What's happening? The water is getting cloudy and cloudy and cloudy. Then all of a sudden, with each hand, you take the glass of water on each side of the tub or the bucket of water, the clear bucket, and you just pour them both in at the same time. Now, imagine that's clouds, and can you just see the rush of dark clouds? All of a sudden, it's accelerating. The darkness begins to accelerate. Now, as John was just alluding to, is that we're already in darkness, but the darkness has been like precipitation, and it has come in increments. Now we're at a place where it is, boom, it is, it is dramatic. It is literally upon us. We're now walking in a place where the earth, is, when the people of the earth are walking in absolute darkness, and they don't know it because they're deceived. Now, let's get right to the scriptures. John said, it's very imperative, the Old Testament says in the New Testament, were types and shadows for our learning. They were examples, living examples for our education of what was to come. And they are prophetic. 
especially when we talk about the feast, the feast of Israel, the feast that, get, that the Yahweh assigned to the people of Israel. He gave them feasts, and those feasts were symbolic. They were prophetic of things to come. Now, we mentioned Passover. Passover was one of the first feasts because it, was, it, it, it celebrated and memorialized our time of leaving out of Egypt, out of Egyptian captivity. But in that feast, there's a thing called the Passover lamb. Now, that feast has been fulfilled because it was fulfilled in the Messiah because the Messiah was the Passover lamb. Now, John made reference to the time of harvest. We, most Christians come to know that is the time of Pentecost, the time of harvest. Now, here's the thing that took place here. What took place at the time of Pentecost on the sixth? What all these Israelites were gathered from all providence throughout the Mediterranean and throughout Israel. So we have a fulfilling of another feast. Now here's another one. And this is the one that John spoke of. It is the Feast of Trumpets. Now there are some Israelites that are probably listening, and they probably cannot because they may reject the New Testament. They cannot connect the Feast of Trumpets, but we can. Because we come That's into right. this revelation and understanding through the revelation of Shad HaMashiach. He said, upon this revelation, through him, I would build this church. So we can't do it. We just can't like do like we say, oh, we're going to do this line upon line upon precept upon precept. Where if you don't have the Holy Spirit engaged within that process, you, it, it, it makes no difference anyway. So here's the issue. Now, we go to, so we talked about that last trump. As John clearly explained, the sixth trump. The last trump does not come until literally at the time of the destruction of Babylon. It comes shortly thereafter. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51. So let's get it in Scripture, especially for those people who are wholeheartedly believe in the rapture and believe that you're going to escape all of the violence and all of the things that are going to come upon the earth. Where well, I'm, I'm sad to tell you, but I'm also happy to tell you, because as John just stated, we will be covered. We will be sealed, because the seal is not just on the 144. If you read in Revelation, there's also another seal, and that's the seal of the people of God, those who what? Who have the testimony of Christ. Revelation 15:51. behold, I show unto you a mystery. That was the mystery of the trumpets. That was a mystery, because the, the feast, for the most part, are mysteries with revelations to be revealed. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of a lie. When is this going to happen, Paul? At the last trump. For the trump shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and right. this mortal must put on immortality. Immortality. So when this corruptible should have put on incorruption and this mortal should have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. So that gives us a timeline of when this is going to take place. And according to John Red in Revelation 7, 11th chapter, and we talked about being the sixth trumpet, where all of those seals had been opened prior to the seventh trumpet. The seventh trumpet True. is the last trumpet. Now, uh, uh, Sister Eliana, she said, well, okay, how does it figure of our departure from out of Babylon, and, and how does it figure in Revelation? Well, you go and John already talked about those souls, those prophets, who were, those souls who were up under the altar, and it says, how long, how long shall it be before you avenge us? 
Well, he couldn't do it until, guess what? The destruction of Babylon. And then we go to Revelation chapter 8, and it says, do what? And you can spiritualize all this you want, but this is not spiritual destruction. Matter of fact, I'm going to turn to it real quick because I don't want right. to suffer. In other words, time is of the essence. And, these, and these time, this time that we have to speak with you all, it's imperative that we cover as much clarity so there won't be no misunderstanding. So when you go away and you begin to research, just know. We're not telling you things of our own imagination, of our own opinions, because I'll tell anybody, if your opinion is not informed by the scripture, I particularly don't want to hear it. Okay, we Revelation do have a, we chapter do have a hand holding. Okay, okay, real quick. Revelation okay. chapter, and we've got to get that hand after the tape, John. I'm going to get through this real quick, then I'm uh, get to the tape then. If we can get that hand after the tape. Well, that's messed up to you. You're the moderator. I'm sorry. Uh, let me just get this right here. That's why right. I love taking... Eight. Instructions and, and being belittled by you, L is great. <laughs> Folks, I could talk to him that way. I'm just messing around. Go ahead, kick it, man. <laughs> okay. So, Revelation chapter 18, verse 1. It says, And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven. Now, remember, he's talking about these angels. That was seven angels, in case you didn't. Okay. And, and down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with this glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen. It's right. fallen. That's past tense. And it's become right. the habitation of devils and a hold of every foul spirit in case of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk with the wine of the wrath of her fornication. I don't even have time to go into detail to tell you what the wrath of her wine of her fornication, because there's some believers on the line. You're going to be appalled if I tell you right now, and I don't have time to lay it out, but I won't go into that. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants, merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacy. And then Stop, I heard Bill. another voice. Sir? Hello? I'm sorry. My mistake. The king oh, okay. and the merchants. I was explaining to you all earlier how do you get an entire world to get in sync with quarantining their people? Exactly. <laughs> how, how, does everybody, exactly. how does all of a sudden everybody, exactly. we all work cohesively? Folks, those merchants, those are called corporations. Yes. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at okay. that. Go ahead, El. Oh, we're going to get into it after the tape. I'm just supposed to have to give it to the tape. We're going to get into it. I feel it. <laughs> okay. Right. And Revelation, Revelation, it's in Revelation 18.4, and I heard another voice from heaven. Remember, she's fallen, Sister Eliana. She's now fallen. And then it says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. Who is my people? It's not talking to Christians. Who is he talking about? It says, come out of her, my people, that you take none of her sins and that you receive none of her what? Please. Yep. What is a virus? Is it not a plague? It's For her plague. sins have reached What's that, Pastor, Pastor Chris? I said it's a plague. Resurrection. That's right. Pestilence. Okay. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God have remembered her iniquity. Reward her even as she has rewarded you. Now, after this, shortly thereafter, this is what happens at the sixth trump. Now, roll over to Revelation chapter 20, verse 4, and then we're going to get to the tape. This is what happens after the sixth trump when he tells us to come out of her. Stop, Hill. 
One moment. Okay, I got to do something that I ain't did in a long time. Okay. We got to go over just a tad. And let me tell you why. Because I already see, we already have a hand that's up. We need to get that hand. We got to play that clip. We want Sister Eliana, Brother Chris, me, Brother Seth to be able to respond. So yes. as as much as I try to maintain that 10 o'clock hour, we're going to go over just a tad. We will be very, very mindful of everyone's time. But I just want to give everyone a heads up that we're going to have to go over just okay. a tad. So uh, if you can't up, finish your comment. And the hand is about 20 minutes. hand been up for like 20 60 minutes. Seconds. Just 60, 60 seconds. 60 seconds you can get the hand and then play the clip. 60 seconds. All right. 60 seconds. All right. Now, verse 4. Verse 4. And I saw thrones that they just set upon. And I saw in verse 20. I'm in Revelation chapter 20 now. We have just left the fall and the destruction of Babylon. And after Babylon failed, we heard the call from Yahweh, Yahweh, saying, my people, come out of her. I'm sorry, Christian, you are of the household of faith. But there's a common thread throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation when he uses the term, my people, who are called by my name, he's talking about Israel. And can I get an amen right. to make sure I'm correct on that, Brother John? Amen and amen. Sister Elian, is, is he talking about Israel? Okay, he's talking about Israel. He said, but the, amen, so he says in verse 20, Revelation 20 and 4, this is very important for people who are, who are consumed or maybe preoccupied with the doctrine of the rapture. Here's where it's at, because everybody thinks that every believer who has ever named the Christ at the time of the rapture is going to get out of their grave and meet the Messiah in the sky. This scripture is going to show you that's not so. There is stipulation. See, everybody thinks going to get it for free. It costs. Revelation chapter 20, verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they that set upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Yahweh, of Yeshua, of Jesus, right. and for the word of God. Why were they beheaded? Because of the witness of Jesus, of Yahweh shot, and for the word of God, and we tap not worship that beast. That's right. Or receive his Neither mark. his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead right. or in their hand. And they live with, rain, with Christ a thousand years. Those are the people who will be in the millennial reign of Christ. And that thousand years. After that thousand years, what John talked about is that heaven, a new Jerusalem coming out of heaven and coming into earth, that's when that takes place. But prior to that, on this particular earth, this dirt, we now walk and travel on every day. Yahweh Shad HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, will crack the sky. And, and, uh, and those who fit in this particular description that I just read will meet him in the air. And they're not going to heaven. He's going to set his foot down on the Mount Olive. And the reason why he is returning, which puts this in perspective to let you know, the reason why he's returning is becoming, he's coming to intervene in a war where we are the prey. And that's why we have to go into a time of wilderness because we're going to be sought out and hunted once we enter back into the land. And once we have been at peace in the land for a time and period, it says that it will come into the minds of those of the north 
and then they will come up on us. And who is going to come rescue today? They always talk about, I ain't got up for no, for no man to come out the clouds and the white clouds and rescue me. Oh, yeah, it's going to get so difficult here in the time when we come into Jacob's trouble. You're going to wish for somebody to come rescue you. And that's what's going to happen. Back over to you, Brother John. Back over to you. Captain K, man. <laughs> no, it better be. You better find <laughs> out, y'all. Um, let's go ahead and get that hand that's been so patiently waiting. We do apologize. But y'all see how L do. I was trying I was trying the whole time. You see how you do? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I'm messing with L. Let's get Erico. that hand. Yes, John. Uh, uh, Erico, 804-798. We do apologize. You've heard the moderator apologize. I may have been holding for a while. But go ahead with your question or comment. We would love to know your name and city, please. Yes, my name is uh, Hugh, H-U-G-H. The last name, Charlson, T like Tom, R-A-U-L, S like Sam, E like Edward, and like Nancy. I'm calling you from Ashland, Virginia. I'm not a Bible scholar, but I have a deep faith in Jesus right. Christ. That's where I resonate Excellent. totally. And I actually even asked, and this is a choice anybody can make, I asked Jesus Christ to be my business partner that doesn't make me equal to him or a channeler of him it makes me humble and asking that only things be done through me in his way and his time not mine i've had That's quite a bizarre you. life and i've been tested throughout my entire life and i was telling the host i had the pleasure of speaking to a wonderful uh, leader for Humanity, uh, Maya Angelou, after my name, Hugh Charlson, you can put and Maya Angelou, and that will bring up a segment of a blog talk show where I spoke with her a number of years back and related to right. the, and the pandemic and everything. I've been dead since 2007. <laughs> I had a near-death wow. experience a month and a half after my wife passed, and you can see a picture of her on her wedding day on a blog, the word creativity, 777.com, which has a lot of other interesting information on it. It's not controlled by me, but in any event, uh, my near-death experience was quite bizarre, and uh, it happened on a March 16, 2007. I was working as a contract security officer in a patrol car in an industrial business park. I couldn't breathe. I called my daughter. said, Dad, call the police. They came and got me on oxygen, got me to the hospital, and I was intubated, which a lot of people don't survive, and uh, wound up being right. just totally disabled with severe COPD. I never even had a workers' comp hearing. They didn't expect me to live that long. I eventually worked my way into the veterans' health care system through the means test okay. in 2008. I saw a pulmonologist who said, you're going to be dead in six months. <laughs> I said, nice meeting you, Man. too, Doc. Hope you're having a good day. But again, no I, I just resonate with the two most basic, simple things that Jesus said on how people should live their life. Put God first always. That's your faith. And if it's rock solid, you'll see your way through anything. And the second thing is to love your neighbors yourself. If you can All bring right. that into your heart and into your family, into the community, not fighting and arguing because it's a fact that nobody ever wins an argument. But if you go into your heart and ask for divine guidance to bring forth solutions for that community, you'll be on track with your life. And uh, 
to stop all the chaos. And prayer is very powerful. People aren't praying in the right way. When they do, God will put the ego in check where it needs to be. So again, I'm not, I'm not sophisticated, but I have had many tests throughout my life <laughs> that you'll see when you look at all the information on the internet about me and I have no fear and I for simple things too just to awaken people I say <laughs> that here's a choice as you're sitting there binging on all these TV shows or whatever uh, when the game over sign comes or if you had a choice to make immediately which would you prefer right. to be an embittered paraplegic billionaire or a healthy happy person with all your basic needs met. Some people might jump right on the billionaire, but I think after a couple of days, they truly regret that choice, especially if they had a nasty nurse. And the other thing I say is that if you had to feel a million times stronger, the pain, uh, psychological or physical pain that you put onto somebody else, how long do you think you'd do that? So I hope this will tie in with all that you're talking about, and it will give inspiration for people to think in simpler things because there's so many rabbit holes to go down. I'm not looking for all the answers. I'm only looking to ask Jesus to guide me for every breath I take until I'm called back into spirit so they can put the chemtrails, they can poison my food, and here I am, uh, probably <laughs> one of the most person that can uh, get the virus, but I'm I'm protected, <laughs> so I can right. I see. Amen. So I thank Amen. you for bringing me on. Yes, well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for thank coming you. on. We really appreciate um, those comments. Yeah, it and was going to that is very on. simplistic. I'm sorry. Before I let you go, did you have anything for a moderator? Go right ahead. No, I was just saying that uh, these are truly words to live by. Love thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, and all thy strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. On this hangs the law and the prophets. So, again, you know, we absolutely embrace those uh, uh, words, if you will. And, uh, yeah, thanks for popping on, Hugh. Come back and get at us. Yes, I do go out into the fringes, too, just because – I know that people, some people don't resonate with Jesus in the right way because I'll take the indigenous people who were so wonderful to the colonists coming over here, talk about a pandemic. I think they were given blankets with the... Uh, no doubt. Blankets with, Big on it. Yeah, with the... Uh, with, with malaria. The, with malaria. With no, malaria. Smallpox. Uh, smallpox, exactly. Right. And they know how to heal what needs to be healed for the environment, too. So I appreciate their spirituality. And the two things I said they resonate with, what Jesus said, put God first always, and secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. So uh, love is God energy, and you have a choice every moment uh, to go out of negativity and into love, and you can do that any time and look to just be a blessing to others. That's what I say we incarnate to learn unconditional love as we learn it we're supposed to be a blessing to others especially those who can't help themselves and we do help others less fortunate than ourselves it's actually a blessing back to us don't look for how it's going to come but it will happen 
Well, you thank you very much. I really appreciate you calling the show. Hopefully it won't be your last time. And remember, when I put you on hold, press 1, because you may want to come back on on this show. You can comment more than once, provided we have the time. Tonight it might be a challenge, though. But once I put you on hold, press 1, and we do thank you for calling the show. Uh, thank you all for doing what you're doing. It's really people helping people, helping people now, and bringing forth a whole new paradigm based on spirituality and unconditional agape love. So thank you again. God bless all of, all of you, and people, please pray, and uh, God will put the ego in check where it has to be. Thank you very thank much. You, Beautiful sir. words. Beautiful words. Really appreciate that call. Really appreciate what he was saying, because uh, it's truly about love, folks. That's what the Father, this whole earth was birthed out of. But go ahead, Brother Moderator. back in your hands. Let's kick that clip. All right, folks, here we come. Oh, before here you kick come. the clip, uh, before you kick, Brother Seth, before you kick the clip, you might want to get the announcement about, call, about calling in because it's not. True, 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 true. Thank you. Thank you. Just for everybody, Brother LSU is right. Uh, anybody listen to the show, you listen to a link. You didn't call a number. You listen to the show by listening to a link you clicked on on the Internet. Folks, you got to call the number after 10 because we only contract to 10. We roll over sometime. You have to call the number now if you want to continue listening. 914-205-5590. It's, on, it's right in front of you on the on the little advertisement. 914-205-5590. Again, you've been listening to the Five Swiftstone Network. We have on the we have our panel in the house tonight. Uh, Sister Eliana Badia, uh the moderator uh, uh, John Clark, of course, uh, Brother Elshua, uh, Pastor Alfie Christopher Lathia Temple. And myself. Hopefully, you enjoyed this very informative show. Brother Lashu is kind of leading out with some uh, very provocative, informative, encouraging things he's sharing. So, here comes a clip. The name of this clip is called Programming People's Perception How the Coronavirus is Manipulating Social, excuse me, how the coronavirus pandemic is manipulating society. One more time, how the coronavirus pandemic is manipulating society. We'll be right back. This whole conspiracy, the whole cult way of manipulating society is psychologically it's a psychological game. You know, when there's a few of you, and compared with the global population, they are a very few, you can't control people physically. You can do it in a certain area through, the, through troops and the army, and what they want to do is do it absolutely through connecting AI to the human brain. But for the moment, they can't. How you, how you have to do it is you have to um, program people's perceptions because from perceptions comes behavior. It's a real simple thing. Your perceptions become your behavior. And you go one step back, where do your perceptions come from? They come from information received. So if you control the information, the constant narrative, um, and most people just believe it because that's all they hear. Repetition is a wonderful, magnificent form of mind control. You control the information. You overwhelmingly control perception among those that don't question. And from perception, you control um, behavior. And what they're manipulating now, as they do all the time, but here is a wonderful, um, potent example of it, is they're manipulating this
what appears to be this innate human trait of fear of death, which is an expression of another innate human trait, which is fear of the unknown. So, um, the reptilian brain at the back of the brain is... Um, it's a survival mechanism along with other parts of the brain, but this is a big one, the reptilian brain at the back. And the reptilian brain doesn't think, it reacts. Um, and it's constantly scanning the environment for threats to survival. Not just threats to life, threats to your job, threats to your relationship, threats to everything. And this kind of background anxiety that people feel, a lot of it is, is, comes from here. And if you're, if you're driving your car and someone walks in front of your car, what bangs the brakes on is the reptilian brain because it doesn't think. It reacts far quicker than the thinking processes react. I mean, when someone walks in front of your car, you're not going to say, oh, do you think I should stop? What do you think, dear? Bang! Now, that's great, and it's part of the survival mechanism. But when the reptilian brain survival mechanism starts impacting upon general life, then all hell breaks loose, chaos breaks loose. And, and give you two examples of it. Panic buying. Panic buying is the survival mechanism kicking in. And um, wh when that kicks in and it's not kept under control, it perceives its survival to be the only thing that matters. So if I have to survive and you don't for me to survive, well, fair enough, because I've got to survive. This is panic buying. I mean, we've had, we've had fights in supermarket aisles over toilet rolls. You know, you run out of toilet rolls, use the morning papers. What could be more appropriate? You can't wipe your ass with the BBC and CNN, unfortunately, but if you could, you should. And so this panic buying is this survival mechanism kicking in. And something else comes from that. The survival mechanism will agree to anything, no matter how draconian and how fascistic so long as it perceives it will aid its survival. So what a pandemic does, what they call a pandemic, that was declared by Tedros at the World Health Organization anyway, what a pandemic does is um, it kicks in this survival mechanism and it means that not only will you accept authority imposing tyranny you will demand that authority imposes tyranny okay folks and we're back and we're back um Brother moderator, it's in your hands. Uh, let's first turn your line. There you go. All right, you're in your line. Elsie, brother, <coughs> Pastor Elsie, Chris, Alicia, Tempe, your line is open. Sister Eliana Batya, your line is open, as well as Brother Ella Shure, your line is open right about. Where is Brother Ella Shure? 
Okay, Brother LSU, press one. There's some of these phone numbers I can't see. Please press one. I can hear Brother LSU. Uh, I don't see Brother LSU. Hopefully he didn't drop. Um, hold on a second. LSU, press one, please, please. Okay, Ellis, uh, pass, uh, moderator, go ahead, and we'll just try to get better. Oh, there we go, there we go, I see him now. Okay, uh, everybody's line is now. Moderator, in your hand. Okay, <clears throat> before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Brother Dan's company, Gospel Tracks Wow, because he's yes, not, yes, thank uh, you. he hasn't been able, he hasn't been able to be with us because He's been um, rehabbing, but for those people who do not have the the strength or the outward going type of mentality to go and talk to people, by all means, do what people have been doing for years, and that's to use a gospel track. He has a numerous amount of gospel tracks while I mean, gospel tracks at gospel tracks while that's G O S P E L tracks. Please pay attention. T R A C T S, not train tracks. <laughs> tracks. T R A C T S. Wow. W O W dot com. It is an excellent way for you to get your information into the hands of people who may very well need that. So, uh, gospel tracks. Wow. For all of your gospel tracks needs. Um. Yeah, folks. That was uh, uh that was a science class right there. <laughs> Um, L, good looking out for kicking that. Um, yes, that was yes. a science class right there. How how does one control other people when you don't have the ability to do it hands-on? You control their perception, and you control their perception by controlling the information that they receive. That's something worth remembering. That's something worth remembering, especially some of our seniors who are taking a steady diet of CNN, Fox News, or whatever the case may be, and things are out of control in their minds when actually things are not as far out of control in general. But because they watch this every day, it leaves them in a uh, mentally precarious state. Um, but aside from that, I'm going to uh, open open it up for anyone to comment. Matter of okay, fact, hold, hold on Eliana, a Really quickly, y'all, keep mentioning the phone line noise. It's getting a little bit much. If you're not talking, probably want to mute me because I hear somebody moving something like a desk or a chair. When we play these shows back, you can hear all these little noises, and it's very irritating. So you can't hear it now. You, it's when you play these shows back. But go right ahead, uh, Sister Eliana, please. Yeah, I was just asking. Sister Eliana, it's always a treat to have you on. and um I don't mean to be a knucklehead with the with the dudes, but I just you have a beautiful voice to me. I don't like hearing Stephanie L and Pastor Chris. It's like, <laughs> but if you have hey, um, John, the, a hey, bit, John, the feeling is mutual, my brother. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel you, but uh, Sister Eliana, if you have anything to contribute, be it by way of the uh, spinning off the message that the guy gave on that video clip, or just something that's a freestyle of your own, by all means, we're all ears if you have something for us. You guys just like to hear me talk. I do have a We do. Stuff, <laughs> we do. We, we do. I'm, I'm not going to be modest about that. I, I know. I, I do have a very soft voice, I think. It's pretty soft. But so. it's so – but you, <laughs> Sister Eliana, truth be told, it's like um, 
your your word choice is refreshing. <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah, it's refreshing. So please, um, just give us your thoughts, and by all means, so we can just take in what you have to give us. Amen. Okay. Well, I I wanted to comment on that clip because that clip was was really right on in terms of what's happening. What they're doing is desensitizing the um, not just the American people, but the American people need to be tamed and reined right. in. Most of right. the nations are pretty docile to their government, but Americans, you know, years ago they had this saying when Americans traveled abroad, they were the ugly American. Not that they were ugly physically, but the right. attitude was nasty, mm-hmm. the perception mm-hmm. that I'm an American, I don't have to follow your rules, I can do what I want, you know, I'll tell my government on you, I'll tell my embassy. And this attitude of privilege and just total disrespect, disregard for the laws of other nations, but we want to travel everywhere. So that kind of – and that that permeates throughout American society. It's this, this, this idea that we don't have to pay attention to laws. We don't have to pay attention to God. We don't have to pay attention to uh, tradition, things that work. We can just – you know, the picture that has been painted in – mainstream American life is that it's about a party. We can take our clothes off and run naked at the beach and we can drink as much as we want. We can have as many sexual encounters as we want. And there's no consequence because we're Americans. And if we have money, we're rich Americans. So we really don't have to follow rules. And that concept um, is really out of order and American society reflects that because these people that do that in college, well, they start in junior high and go into high school and then into college, and then they get, you know, they finish their degree, and then they start, you know, becoming your, your lawyers, your politicians with the same mindset. They, they handle complex cases as if it's um, a scientific or clinical matter, and then go out and drink all night and do whatever they want and then come back, you know, with a hangover to the office and act official. So this whole mindset of disregard for rules and life and authority and God and religion and tradition and, and everything permeates throughout America. And as we in our community as Hebrews start to acculturate, we start getting accepted, we start mm-hmm. taking on that same attitude, you know, especially in our, like our black filmmaking, we see that whole mindset that now we are, you know, we have our fake hair, the women have their fake weave, they have their fake nails, their fake eyelashes, their fake breasts, their fake behind, their fake shoes, everything is fake. And then now we are the chocolate covered uh, American and we can live the life of debauchery because we have money now, we are powerful and we can conduct our lives in the same way. And so this whole idea of reining Americans in to accepting their captivity, their right. um, uh-huh. sense of being subdued, which they don't realize that they're subdued yet, this uh-huh. COVID-19, this whole, this whole staged act that they've put upon us is to break the will of the American people. It's to break, especially, you know, most cultures don't have a problem following authority. Americans do. And in order to bring down a great superpower, a great nation, you have to bring down its 
people. And so they have to change the mindset, the worldview, the, the way Americans view their world has to change. You have to stay home, Americans. You can't go out and shop. You have to be in by 10 o'clock. You can't leave mm-hmm. before um, 5 in the morning. You have to follow the rules. And we're going to do this. We're going to tell you there's a pandemic, and we're going to tell you that deaths are occurring, but you don't see them. Mm-hmm. You don't see them around you, but we're going to tell you this. We're right. going to put you into this mindset where you start to believe that you no longer have control. And, you know, enough, given enough uh, time, many Americans, it will break their will. It's like taking a wild animal and bringing mm-hmm. them into, you know, incarceration to make them a zoo animal. It takes a lot of psychological processing to do that, and that's what's happening because America as a superpower, in order for this new world order to really take effect, you can't have an independent individual on the face of the earth that thinks that they cannot or they are not subject to authority or rules. And so this is, you know, this is that test. This is that process the beginning of the breaking of the American will, the breaking of the American mm-hmm. spirit, the taming of the shrew. America is a shrew, mm. and the taming of this shrew is to bring us in line by telling us that there is an unseen virus that's going to, you know, kill you and to scare wow. you and to bring you into a place of fear and um, a sense of loss of control, isolation. You can't touch your family members. You cannot congregate right. or gain strength. So that's what's happening here. But it's all in line with what we're talking about biblically because the Father gives us the overview of the of the, the things that are to come, but he doesn't give us the details. We are living right. some of the details right. Said, that's right. uh, of the process for the end time and the rise of the beast and the mark of the beast, but it doesn't go in and tell us the intricate day by day that's uh, right. play script of how that's going to come about. And so we are starting to realize those of us that are spiritual, those of us that are in tune and have the wisdom of the most high, we can actually see by the clues he set, like when the Messiah was here, he talked to his disciples in parables, the parables that have been set in scripture, we can now interpret. That's right. That's right. Um, and, and Sister Eliana, that's truly, that's why we roll with you. I know we joke around about your voice and all, but you, you're insightful. And while, and while I personally disavow uh, what you said, either directly about the, the fake breasts and the, and the fake behinds, uh, everything else was pointed out. <laughs> I'm just playing to tell you. I'm sorry. You don't most okay, I'm gonna say this and this is you guys know this. Women have okay, a real woman Don't do it, Celiana, no. I'm just gonna say this. I'm just gonna say this. It's gonna be clean. But you we need to hear that it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. When you have a perfect <laughs> backside, like a basketball, right. you know that's not well, real. Okay. Okay. I submit. That's not real. Hey. Okay. Hey. So I'm okay, just going to leave it like that. All my to my sisters right. out there, 
I'm not hating on anybody. But what what I'm saying is that (laughs) what we have done is we've taken all of that and we have made it an idol in our community. Abomination. And we've made it a god. And so that's that's the problem. There's this arrogance that we see because our Hebrew women are trying to imitate an image that the Most High did not create them in. That's right. We are much more and much more powerful than that image, and that actually degrades us as women. So that's all I'm going to say on that note. Well, we appreciate that. For all those people who don't know, I just simply, I I just play too much. That's all it is. I play too much. I play too much. It's all right, brother. uh, (laughs) You're fine, brother. We're looking out, Pastor Chris. Can I add to that right quick? What you got for me? Um, a brother made a record called Baby Got Back. But I've never heard nobody, I have never heard anybody make a record, Baby Got Flat. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> Pastor Chris, I object. You are out of control. <laughs> yo, yo. <laughs> Alright, I apologize. We we <laughs> digress. Okay. But um Y'all the point is what, <laughs> Yeah, and, and you know what? We we're do some. We really are. We we be pounding away. Um but what Sister Eliana says is so so true, that being that we have our beautiful Hebrew women and um they attempt to replicate a beauty that's not even beautiful. It's false. Um, Peter, I think it was, spoke on this. Don't let your adorning be that of the plating of hair or the plaiting, so to speak, and the wearing of fine apparel and gold. Let it be that meek and gentle spirit, which in the eyes of God is of great price. Um, that is the bomb line. I, I recommend that every man know that and be able to spit that when you find the woman you love. I'm just saying, you got to be able to say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because that's a very valuable statement, um, and it's very, very true. Um, I like it. Thank you so much, Sister that, Eliana. That statement, can I? I, I was Please. started looking back, and, and this would be great for everybody. I started looking back at photos of, of African American, our community, from the um, 60s and the 70s. Mm. And, you know, the people are really, they're stunning. You know, we didn't have a lot of obesity in our communities back then. Right. We right. were... You know, it was different. But the women, the hair was natural. Even the men, when you go back and you look at some of those old photos, even vintage, there's a, web, uh, there's a Facebook page called Vintage African Americans. You go back and look at how beautiful, and this is mm-hmm. in the 40s, and the, even going back to the 1800s, you know, we had right. something, we had integrity, we had prayer. And right. all of those beautiful right. women that are buying this fake hair, I, I go on those hair sites and I blast it. I blast it, you know, because why are we spending, you know, two or three hundred dollars every three weeks to put somebody else's hair on your head? I mean, that's we've lost something in Israel. We've lost something being here in Babylon. We've lost ourselves. And a lot of the women are so beautiful anyway. They just you just don't need it. You just take care of that's true. what the father has given you. Go back and look at your mothers, your ancestors, your grandparents. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. they were beautiful. 
and they're still beautiful. We're still a beautiful people, but we don't have to be fake to be accepted in the society because even today with all of the fake, we're still not accepted. We're still not accepted as we should be, and we're not respected as a people. But when we were, when we, when there was segregation, we had mm-hmm. more integrity. We had our families right. were intact. We we had That's much right. more right. than we have today, which we think we we have more because maybe we're getting paid a little bit more, but we have less family structure, less community uh, right. structure, respect, and love. And we were in segregation. So that's just my take on it, you know, because it's just so important for us to get back to what's important. That that two, three hundred dollars that some of my sisters are spending, that that's like about that's like about, you know, six, eight hundred dollars a month that they could be putting into investments or something True. for your children. Not 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 spending three hundred dollars on your child's shoes, but let's do something positive with what we have. And let's get back to the basics of serving the most high and being that people of distinction. I think that's more important. Well said, Sister Eliana. It's, it's, I'm glad that, you know what, I'm glad that I asked that you speak, and I'm glad that we played around like we did, because to be honest, um, it has its place. Um, but your, yes, it does. what you yes, stated it does. afterwards yeah, what you stated afterwards, um, you know, I, I like I said, I do play around a lot, but I know when to um, restrain myself and just say, like, look, you know, that's a fine point that you make. Thank you for that. Um, Y'all done so good. Folks, We're done good. We're ten seventeen. Um, let's go ahead and have our final statements, uh, unless someone wants to elaborate on something. Um, well, I actually, I thought I was going to have an opportunity to elaborate on the tape after we played it. Uh, actually, go ahead, L. What you got for me? Okay. Okay. Um, okay, your time is up, L. Thank you for that contribution. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm playing too much. I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm sorry. But that's my dog. We 30 years strong, L. L can handle that. He got thick skin. What you got, L, for real? Okay. The last thing that the guy said, he talked about perception and reality. This is extremely important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's very, very important. Let me tell you why. That's like it's the very most important thing that's probably going to be said tonight in relation to the context of what we're experiencing. We're in our homes. We're mm-hmm. all being quarantined. We do not have the free flow of our movement to do and go and come as we choose. We can't go. Uh, we actually are living under martial law with everything except for the force of martial law. And they have True. been able to do that because basically they have been able to exploit us on a narrative that they have designed and that we have embraced. And we have embraced it because the people who speak it, we trust them. And we trust them without question. And that is a, that's a problem uh, because what is happening is that we're walking in a time of deception and everybody, everybody, must prove themselves in regard to the information that they decipher, especially in regard to something that is, is issue with life and death. So what happens is that what he's just stated in this thing is that through fear, a people who have a history of men and women who have laid their life on the line and who have given their life and who have fought and fought for freedom. 
the freedom of expression, the freedom of the press, the freedom to assemble, the freedom to oppress, I mean the freedom to protest, the freedom to bear arms. All that's been ripped up on you. And let me tell you why. It's a sham. And then I'm going to close and I'm through. I hate it. Oh, God, don't, don't let me, let me, let me. Oh. You know, the scripture says, to him that gives much knowledge increases much sorrow. And right. I've seen a picture, and this is not a pretty picture. It's not a pretty picture. I see people that I love and that I cherish, and I see them walking into a lion's den with a blindfold on. Because they have inherited lies and the people whom they have trusted are more content with entertaining them than informing them, than educating them, than edifying them. And this, I'm sorry, I take it very seriously. I take it extremely seriously. Because life's in the balance. It's getting dark, people. It's extremely dark. We have a whole nation, 300 million people who have 200 years of history of saying that you don't determine our destiny. We do. But you have acquiesced to a beast. And he is controlling you through that little gadget that you pick up every day. And when you get up in the morning, even before you say hi to your wife, you grab that phone. We got, they got games playing. Did you know Pokemon was a surveillance, action, was a surveillance exercise? I didn't know Did that. Pokemon... Yes, Pokemon Go was a surveillance exercise. I didn't play it, but I think it is. When you, go, when, you go, when you go on Facebook and they tell you, they say, how would you look in 20 years? And you put your picture up there, do you know that they are updating their facial recognition software? Do you know that basically it's going to come a point in time for you before you receive medical attention? You're going to have to take an implant, and they're going to tell you it's going to keep your records, and you're just up the mark. And when you read in Revelation, they talk about those who would be in the, would be in the, in the rapture, those who would be caught up and would be in the millennial kingdom. But it also talks about a people who will find their destiny in the lake of fire. You know what those people are? The fearful and unbelieving. Oh, my God. The top of the list before it lists fornicators, before it lists adulterers, before it lists every other kind of sin, sorcerers, it lists fearful and then the unbelieving. I love you. This is not a game. That's my last one. Love you point. back, Good night, Hey, dogs, listen. I don't know where you're running at, but I'm voting for you. <laughs> I swear. When you get into that zone, L, um, yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, dogs. Uh, Pastor Chris, um, any parting words? Yeah, yeah, I had some problems. First, I wanted to thank Brother L because I was sitting up here saying amen. I was on mute, but I appreciate right. those words, Brother L. They're powerful. Um, the only thing I, w- I wanted to say was I was, as I was listening to that uh, audio, was that what he was saying is, is so true about they they are stealing everything and they're using deception and psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when you know, as he was talking, I was thinking about everybody on the show should uh, should be old enough to remember when they had the Y two K issue. 
No doubt. I remember this. And every, everybody was out buying sardines and everything, and <laughs> the end of the world is coming. No, I'm, I'm for real. Remember, we were all, they had us all right. I didn't know about the sardines, it. but I know there was a concern. <laughs> well, you know, because they said you wouldn't be able to buy food, and people were buying sardines and stocking up on food and getting and money. And Pastor when they saw that, because they observed that, and they saw the people's reaction to that, that right. was part exactly. of the agenda twenty. That was that was a that was a play point in which they exactly. they established agenda twenty thirty. Exactly, and I'm just saying, you know, today, you know, you can see that you get so many sources of news, and a lot of them are not saying, you know, you you getting different stories from different news organizations. True. You know, there is a lot of false news, fake news. And it's just like, you know, we have some people, remember, they had people believing that uh, President Obama was, was was not an American citizen. True. And people were ready to get up and go to fight and die because, you know, for that. And it wasn't true. Uh, it's just like, uh, I, well, I'm going to just call him 45 said, oh, don't worry uh-huh. about coronavirus. We got this under control. Oh, you don't need a mask. I mean, I yeah. mean we're talking about within the last, say, six weeks or eight That's weeks. That's right. That's right. You know, we've been told a lot of different stuff. And, 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 you know, I had an old pastor tell me, and I went and looked it up. He told me, bless his soul, he told me, he said, you know, Adolf Hitler was a good liar. And he said that he lied Germany into World War II mm. because a lot of things he said was not true. And and to me, what what what, what the point I got from that is that as a people – we have to be critical. Just because something is said in the media, it does not necessarily mean that it is true. And more no often than not, it is not. Right. In other words, you know, the fact like, that they made it to the media lets us know that it, the media is just nothing more than, hey, we're trying to lead you this way. Exactly. And, I, exactly. and you know what? It's just, you know it's what? just like, look, go ahead. Go ahead, Al. No, no and, look at, and look at the irony, the, the irony of it. The media is controlled by six major corporations. Those yep. corporations are basically behind what you see happening right now. And right. so what's happening is that you're the people who have set up the game, and we're the, we're the victims. They are now informing us, and we're taking their word because you know what? Because people walk in ignorance. There you go. They walk. Ignorance. They walk in ignorance. Meaning lack. And of they will open up eyes. You know, when I was watching the I was watching the media coverage during Hurricane Katrina, I turned to my wife and I said, "Darling, you know what they're doing? They are dumbing down America." Yep. I said when they introduce things like reality shows and things like that, and they got us so caught up in entertainment, that was part of the dumbing down process. So people were no longer doing what you just said, Pastor Chris, critical thinking. They just right. accepted. Because they put trust right. in the government who does not know. Let me, and I'm going to say this one last point here. People talk, I, man, I have been the most staunch person who was against, against Donald Trump. But we have to now think in terms of logic and strategic. Donald Trump is a nationalist. And Donald Trump right now is being forced to do things that he does not want to do. He is being made to, to, to be complicit and acquiesce to the agenda of a world government, globalization. That man is against that. And that's why he wants this quarantine lifted. And so I'm telling you right now, 
the only thing, and, the, and that's why I can really, he's about to become the enemy of the United States. Right, the powers that be, the deep state, the deep state government, because he insists on pushing nationalism. That's what got us in the conflict with China. The deep state government, if he does not turn his direction and become more submissive, they're going to eliminate him because he stands in the way of what their agenda is, and that is globalization. That is a one-world government where they control everything. And I'm going to say this, this language to people, to Israel, Hebrew Israelites, let me tell you something. You have got to stop thinking in terms of black and white because this is bigger than black and white. You know what he said about reptilian mindset? That's a beast mindset. And, John, what does a beast go out to do? To conquer. Oh. This has been Blog Talk Radio, LSU Israel Ellison. I love you. And, hey, ain't nothing you can do about it, as Brother Seth says. Brother Seth, I'm not going to keep you from working any longer. Love you, brother. Uh, Pastor Chris. Brother Seth, are you there? Say it again. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm I just sorry. Talked about okay, I'm sorry. Down for a second. Well, Pastor Chris, you were, I'm sorry, you were in the middle of a thought. You you good. You there, Pastor, Pastor Chris? Chris? Hold on, hold on, hold on. His line was muted accidentally. I got y'all's lines mixed up. Okay, Pastor Chris, go ahead with what you were saying uh, when Ella Shore um, started talking. Go ahead and finish your point. Yeah, just just my final thoughts is is that, you know, we have to be more aware and seek the Holy Spirit and, and seek after truth. Because it's a Speak lot on. of things that's that's out there that is not true. It's fake news like they're saying. And you know, mm-hmm. uh LSU you said that about Trump. You know, there was one president who didn't want to go along with the agenda. Mhm. And y'all know who I don't even have to call his name Because everybody on this call knows who I'm talking about If and you don't go along about what with the agenda go along. Huh? No, I was saying he was very specific about what he didn't want to go along He said it in a speech exactly. He said that one of those things was the Illuminati Exactly Secret societies He said mm-hmm. it in a speech at one time And if you get on YouTube and you can find it later. Yep, exactly. And he was dead six months later. Right. And so, you know, all of this stuff about New World Order, because because of this virus, they have tricked us in to giving up many of our so-called rights in America. Never before had they told, hey, this business, you can't open. Or you can't go to school anymore. You can't leave your house unless it's for, for food or medicine. And we just bought it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah, we got to stop spreading this disease. But we have to think about what have we given up to the authorities in this country because of this right. coronavirus. True. And that's all I have, bro. I'm, I'm good. I'm finished. And I just want to thank Brother El Yeshua because I love my brother. He come on strong, and he lasts long. So, I'm Brother El Yeshua, man, I appreciate you, brother. I love you, Pastor Chris, and I appreciate you so much. Man, you you, 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 you yeah, keep I up. You, that, keep, you, you don't don't let anybody don't let anybody uh, silence you, because this is a time where truth more than ever has to be spoken to our people. Because it's a lot of our brothers and sisters going to go down the drain. Yes, oh, if, God. if they don't wake God up and, and pay attention and be prayerful, 
and spiritual so mercy, God God is mercy trying to tell mm. us. Well stated, well stated, Pastor Chris. Um, um, Yeah, I have nothing more to say. Uh, Brother Seth, you can go ahead and take us to Never Never Land or the Promised Land, so to speak. Does Sister Yolanda give her last words? Let's give her another option. Last words, last words. We really played too much. Uh, (laughs) Sister Eliana was uh, very, very uh, insightful. In her last statement, I don't know if that was her last words or not. We'd be more than happy to accept more words from her. Are you there, Sister Eliana? Yes, I am. And I just wanted to say my final closing thoughts is, first of all, I have love for all of my Hebrew sisters. And it wasn't a, a put no down, doubt. my first comment. But I also want to say we need to stay awake. We need to be strong. We need to be prayerful. And I'm asking right. everybody to join in solidarity during Passover by putting a red ribbon on the outside of your door and keep it up for the seven days. And let's do this Passover to the glory and the honor of the Most High Yah and our Messiah. Amen. And I just want to add, I want to add really quickly, I don't know if, if, if Sissy Eliana got that message from Donna, but Donna actually sent me up saying, hey, why don't we do this? I don't know if that's the same message Sissy Eliana talking about, but if not, then Donna got the same witness. So I think we all should do that. It's, it, we ain't going to put blood on Where do we get river, red rivers? I mean, only women know how to find red rivers. Brothers don't know how to find red rivers. I'm just, I'm just but saying, I mean, if you could just give us some a, insight. I'm going to use real I, blood you myself. You're going to use <laughs> Donna, Donna had sent that, but I had been thinking of it. But when she called it out and said, will we stand together, then I said, you know what, this is the most high because it had come to me this Passover to do that, and I didn't say anything. And then when I got that from Donna, I was like, yes, I'm going to book. So I immediately told her, yeah, I'm going to be standing together with you in this, and then I went ahead and posted it on my Facebook channel, and I've been texting it out to everybody. Yeah, but I just want to do a shout-out right now on Blog is, Talk. Is, for is, that Nana, is that Nana from the Doc Bookstore? No, that's Donna, my sister, my sister. Um, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she uh, did that. And uh, also, Sister Eliana had called for a fast, a 40-day fast, and I think she's right on point. Folks, I don't think there's nothing else to do for believers other than fast and pray. And, of course, when you get the answer of what to do, follow instructions, which can save your life. It ain't just about fasting and praying. Once you get the answers, you got to, you got to listen to that rock and follow, follow what the Father is what saying. Day? What day is this? What day are we basically operating in solidarity? It has to be after Um, Passover. Right after Passover. uh, The the, the Passover, uh, now what's happening is in returns to the timing. If uh, people will go to uh, Seth Page, um, Uh uh, Seth Turner, or Sustiana's page, or either my page, Ellie Shua Ellison, or John Clark, all of those pages tomorrow will have the exact date of the Passover because the Passover that is listed on the, uh, uh, the what do you gorgeous say for me, John, the Georgian Gregorian. calendar? Yeah, Gregorian, yeah, yeah, that calendar is off by 12 hours at least. So if you actually want the exact date of the Passover and then the date that falls over, which I think begins to speak of the date, the, uh, actually the, the 12 hours that follows is the time of preparation for the Feast of Unleavened Bread, uh, those things will be on those four uh, Facebook sites by at least noon tomorrow. 
And thank you, okay, Brother Elisha, for that. Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate LSU saying appreciate Sister Eliana talking about the fast. I appreciate uh, Pastor Chris. We do have a hand that went up. I don't know how long the hand been up. And I'll, I'll oftentimes answer this because we, I, I don't know, y'all. we got so many callers, I promise you. I, I miss callers at the bottom. So please allow me to do this really quickly, Brother John. Uh, caller, because of the nature of we're trying to wrap this show, I'm going to give you no more than about a couple of minutes to get out what you're saying. Erico 337-485. Go ahead with your question or comment. I think this is uh, Brother Leonard. Go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah. I just want to add a couple of comments. Uh, they was talking about uh, the time of the Gentiles. Well, you have to understand that the, the third beast and the fourth beast were Gentiles. And, and it's also a woman riding on the fourth be- on the beast, which is Esau. And, and, and with that being said. Uh, See what I'm saying, Brother Leonard? See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? So, 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 so you have. Okay, so you have. Um, the guy mentioned that the president that, that went against him was killed. Well, the same people that killed him killed Julius Caesar. So this this, this ain't just started yesterday. And um and and the, and the clip that the brother played was uh the, the person that was talking on the clip was David Ike, where he has a book called The Biggest Secrets, and and it, and it, you can get it used for like five or six dollars. But chapter two, uh, is uh, don't mention the reptile. It would be something to be to uh. You know they say put it in a book and they won't read it. But um, so yeah. And and they also have a, they have a, they, they put a black face on the on the COV virus on the COVID nine. If, if you notice that they got a black face on it now. Yeah, I didn't notice yeah, that. However, so right. what I would like to do is, in interest so right. of time, which I I said goodness, it it's been about thirty minutes ago. I said we'd be considerate of everyone's time. Um. What I'd like to do is pick up, Brother Leonard. Are you are you going to be available next week? I am. Okay. What I'd like to do is to have you freestyle uh, uh, some of what you've already stated, some of what you stated before, um, and we can talk about that. And the reason why I say that is because it's like uh, some of the things that you say, like last week, I was like, "Well, Brother Leonard, explain that to me." You know, I was stating the high priest and. And, his, and the other demons were priests, and we didn't get to do that. Um, but I would like to give you the opportunity, because you've been very gracious with us on this show. Yes. Like yes. You, you don't voice you don't voice a lot of your opinions because you like okay that's these guys show show or whatever, and I appreciate that. Um, but let's let's next week let's take a moment so that you can get some of the things out that you would like to state. Is that good with you? Yeah, that's good, man. I'm not trying to offend nobody. Say it again, B. I'm not trying to offend nobody. I mean, you know, I'm not talking nah, about it. Not, you know what? And you've proven that. You've, you've proven that, Brother Leonard. All truth yes, be told, yes, yes. you've proven that. And me, I can still remember when your your sister swore to God I was just, like, not giving you the much, enough time. I was just like, what do I do? But um, <laughs> we would like to give you – we would like to extend you some time to kind of put your thoughts on that platform. If that's good with you, then we'll create a um, we'll create a, a show description, and we'll come and we'll just kind of do what we've always done. Um, obviously, everyone doesn't embrace your particular position, but we all respect your study. Uh, your, your game, your study game is nice. So we'll just pick up next week and we'll just go from there. If that's good with you, that's good. Hey, My man, that's what's up. Brother yeah. Leonard, 
Quickly, yeah. quickly, everybody, quickly. What's that? Are you from Louisiana, uh, brother? Yeah, I, grew, I, was, I was raised in Louisiana. Okay, homeboy. Well, yeah, I got me another homeboy on the line. We can get him right. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> hey, so listen. Hey, um, and, brother, and brother, Seth, Seth, brother Seth, brother John, I know we got to go, hey. but I would be remiss if, if I didn't say just one last point. The speaker All in right. which they heard, because they they just heard Brother Leonard refer to him, but his name is David Ike, last name Ike, I-C-K-E. Go to YouTube. This dude is hot and he's on fire. He had an opening right. meeting yesterday at, at, at one of the journalists from BBC in London, and his and, and what he said was so controversial, it was so against the grain that let me tell you, they overloaded the website, they shut it down, they dropped his his um, they took the video down from YouTube because he is naming names and he's taking prisoners. So his name is David Ike, ICKE. He's on YouTube. Pull him up. And from there, you get information how to go to his website because the information that's going to really get to the to the nuts and bolts of what's taking place is on his website because yeah. everybody who's going against this narrative, their stuff is being taken down. Right. And that's a very good point to, to, to close on. Uh, y'all heard Ella hey, hey, Remember, you can rewind this. Oh, we got to close out the show, y'all, now really hey, quickly. There's a reason why. I got to get out here and go to work. That's the reason. And I, of course, one second, brother. Right. Pastor, somebody, Pastor Chris, is saying something. Go ahead, go ahead, Pastor Chris. Just real quick, um, I just wanted to ask the panel: What else is happening in the world besides coronavirus? I don't know, Pastor Chris, but that's a that's a question for part two. Because if we answer that, we no. What I'm saying, look, I'm, a, I'm asking the question because that's all they they hitting us with. We don't know what else is going that's on true. in the world. Yeah, that's that's right. Corona. Well, wild animals are starting to freely roam through uh, cities in different countries. The wild animals are playing. I mean, they're just coming out and just taking over the spaces. So that's what's happening outside of coronavirus. Wow. Right, well, Seth. listen, y'all. Listen, listen. Whenever we close like this, it's obviously a lot of a lot of cliffhangers. What Ella Shue was saying, what uh, Brother Leonard was saying, what Sister Eliana just said for sure. We can talk about the animals, what's going on with that, because there, a lot of y'all, we had to talk one time about the locusts that hit East Africa. And the Bible talking about locusts is part of the end time. So all of this is related. But folks, we got to wrap up the show. Uh, Brother John, I thank him. I know he wants to wrap up the 10. It's always and it's very important for him. So I appreciate his patience in staying with us. Sister Eliana, right. yeah, all the way from Mercy, California. Beth Shalom, Miss uh, uh Pastor Alcy Chris of Lapia uh, uh, Temple, Ella Shure, as y'all know, uh, Israel now he does all kinds right. of things. And, of course, so we just appreciate everybody tonight. A very good, informative show. Folks, we can't always end it. Sometimes you can't bottle up this. So we're going to roll over to a part two. It's obvious that we have to do a part two next week. So tune in next week. Uh, and um, so I'm going to meet everybody's line. Uh, everybody, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, thank you all for, for contributing to the show, the callers. Really appreciate it. All right? Hey. Everybody okay? I'm good. I bet you all can go another yeah. hour, but we got to wrap up. Okay. All I'm right. good, sir. Thank you for the opportunity, man. I appreciate it. All right. All right. We'll, I'll go ahead and wrap up all the lines. We'll just do a part two, y'all. You just know we're going to do a part two. And I thank every single one of my panelists and the callers again. Um, you can listen to the on Network. We have talked about in depth the New World Order. Uh, we
We didn't talk a whole lot about COVID-19, but of course all of it relates to COVID-19. We hear a little bit. Um, it's just a part of the puzzle. Uh, COVID-19 is just a small part of the puzzle. It's just the beginning, folks. But we have the victory. The fear does a shalom. There's a peace for all of those that follow the most high. Remember, folks, this. Remember this. Christ slept in the middle of the storm. There's a rest for you. There's a rest for me. There's a storm. There's a storm. Aren't, do you not care that we perish? The disciples said he was sleeping. There's a remaining arrest for the people of God or the people of Yah, the Bible says. Want to say happy Passover? Happy Passover and feast on living bread. If you can, as Sister Eliana said, join us in fasting. And um, don't forget to put the ribbons up on your doorposts representing just the blood of Christ so the dead things will pass over our, our, our uh, dwelling places. It's more spiritual than it is natural. There's a lot of talk about when the, the Passover started, stopped, like Brother Lashur was saying, but remember, it's the spirit of it. Put the blood of Christ in your heart. Let Yah guide us from the heart, and whether or not we get the day right, that's a whole other conversation, but I don't think the Father going to hold it against us. He knows our heart. I'm start off. I'm going to end this show with the same song I started with. Very interesting song. Maybe a little controversial for some of y'all. Good night.
Controlled by the Zionists They could care less for the Lord's commandments They could care less for human rights Turn the 